You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host Matt Bledsoe. Uh, this week we are talking about M Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense. Uh, to help me talk about it, I'm happy joined by a first time guest to the show, friend of the show, uh, Lexi Van Dyke. Lexi, how you doing? Good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on finally because we've been, <laughs> been Twitter friends for a while now. I know. Uh, I know. It's always <laughs> funny when it collides into a podcast. It's like. <laughs> You become Twitter friends first, and it's podcasting, and you know it's serious. <laughs> now our friendship's <laughs> the, the next level. Um, exactly. I had heard you on Lindsay's podcast not too long ago, uh-huh. and I was like, "Why have I not had Lexi on yet? What am I doing?" Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it was such a fun episode. I haven't seen either one of those movies. I'll be honest with you, but it was still very fun to listen to you guys just talk about all this stuff. So. It's yeah. totally fine. That was just like such a fun conversation to have. And you don't really need to see the movies to yeah. enjoy that <laughs> episode, I don't think. I mean, yeah. yes, encourage everyone to watch movies, but listen to the podcast first. But yeah, the, it, was a good, it was a fun time. So um, I appreciate you always listening to this show. I can tell I can tell you mentioned things that happen on the show. I'm like, Lexi yes. really listens to this show. She, yes. she knows what's going on. So I appreciate it. I'm glad to have you here um, talking about this movie that... We just we just talked about recording. I have not seen in a long time. Uh, yes, and I'll just say up front, it was a treat to revisit it because <laughs> it, it is. It is a retreat to revisit it. It's <laughs> such a good movie, and I I was telling you that I was traumatized by it when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I I get it. I uh, this time I was not as scared, but I uh-huh. remembered the moments that traumatized me when I saw it when I was younger. Um. I'm sure we'll get into all that. Uh, yeah. It's like before, before, as we usually do in the show, uh, before we talk about The Sixth Sense, um, just want to talk about anything you've seen lately that's interesting or, you know. Yeah, I've good, watched bad. actually a lot of things <laughs> that have been interesting. I don't okay. know. Uh, I guess I've just had a very lucky week of movie watching. <laughs> Those are always so, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, tomorrow's Valentine's Day and, you um, know, I not, I don't really care about Valentine's Day, but I do love romantic <laughs> comedy so it's like everything's you know spewing recommendations to me so right <laughs> um some weird ones that are you know kind of a little bit different well first one is moonstruck which is obviously great i don't know if you've seen that i <laughs> i just watched it for the yes, first time I, think I remember you talking about this i think i got crucified in the discord because i said i liked it and didn't love it and it was like how could you not love moonstruck and i was like guys i liked it i just I don't know what happened <laughs> um i think i maybe expected something slightly different than I got maybe my expectations yes. were like I don't know it was weird I didn't know what to ex- I was just like this is not the movie I expected when I turned it on um 
But Cher and Nicolas Cage. Yes. Great together. I think I remember thinking, I wish there was more of them actually together in the movie. If that, yes. Like... No, I think so too. <laughs> and and so, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the writer of that movie who did oh. it. But, um, let me look it up real quick. Uh, tip, tip my but... thumb. <laughs> um but yeah so he uh let's see oh john patrick shanley is the one who yes. wrote it okay yeah and so and i think he also did like joe versus the volcano a movie i love yeah i love yes. it <laughs> so he likes these kind of like weird offbeat romances and you kind of see that in like nicholas cage losing his hand and like all that <laughs> yeah, drama that was... and stuff <laughs> um but I think that the director kind of toned down all of his kind of weirdness in the movie. Um, and he also did Wild Mountain Time, which I don't know if you've seen that movie, but that one's seen that. Weird, weird movie, but <laughs> recommend it. It's another thing where it's like a romance, but there's something weird happening and you're like, what is going on? Why does this have to be included in this? But yeah, so I watched Moonstruck, which I love. I love, you know, Cher is one of my mom's favorite people. Besides Madonna. So we watched <laughs> growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, on the other side of the, ro- the romance thing is Fatal Attraction. I watched that last night. A movie I still haven't seen either. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Are, are you like a Michael Douglas fan or don't care or in the middle <laughs> I, or how do you feel? Because I feel like that's like whether you see his movies or not depends on how much you how you feel about Michael Douglas. I like Michael Douglas. Oh, he just came up and talking to Carmelita. Because uh-huh. I was talking about, oh God, the French actor who was in Black Swan, Vincent Cassell. And I was yes. like, Vincent Cassell uh-huh. is like the French Michael Douglas. Because every time oh, I see him on screen, yes, exactly. I think he's going to try to have sex with someone. Yes, <laughs> 100%. He is. Michael Douglas has, if I see Michael Douglas, I'm like, he's trying to sleep with somebody in this movie. And like, he, I think even when I was a little kid, it was like, Michael, I've seen a movie, he's like in all my parents' movies. Like, he's like yes. the adult actor, not like poor. <laughs> I say adult actor. It's like that's not what I mean. Um, but he was, you know, <laughs> like basic instinct, disclosure, yes. um, fatal attraction. Like this guy was he's always very kind of, prominent at that time. Yeah, he was always in some scenario where he's in like having an affair, or getting some kind of over his head things. Actually, yeah. like like that's just Michael Douglas. Um, when I see him where he's not having sex, like, he's in Ant Man. I'm like, you're not trying to have sex with anybody. What is this? <laughs> uh, like, I know so, he's like a grandpa in that. It's so weird. No, I can't. I can't deal with it. So I I do like Michael Douglas. I think he's good in Basic Instinct. I mean, he kind of gets like this the show stolen from by Sharon Stone. But like, yes, I, she I kind like of him. steals that from him. That whole movie <laughs> away from everyone. And I think when I was watching Fatal Attraction, I think. Like the thing about Michael Douglas is he is a scumbag, but you appreciate him for being the scumbag that he is. (laughs) And I think you have to either really be like in that mode with the movie or like you don't like him at all. Like my mom hates him. She thinks he's like so gross. She like shudders when she hears his name. A reaction I can also understand. (laughs) I I get it. Uh, I mean, he's just good at playing that type, I feel like. It's like, he could be a family man, but it's like, you're like, this guy's going to cheat on his wife at the drop of a hat. Like, he's just... Exactly. It's, yeah, it's just something about him. But I I think he's a good actor. He just kind of got... Oh, yeah, he's great. Just think of him as like one type of role. So, you know. He was definitely in that zone at that time. Right. (laughs) And then um, I did see Knock at the Cabin to speak of a Shyamalan movie. Have you seen it? Yes, I did. This is good. This, this will lead into my stuff. If I don't have more yes. to talk about, but yeah, I um, I did see it. The time we're recording this, I think it's only it's only been out like a week, right? But it feels 
way longer for some reason. I think. Yes, I, I mean, it's like the discourse makes it feel like it's been out for months, even though it's like yes. been out for like two I was weeks. Like, oh yeah, it was only like a week and a half ago. Um, yeah, I did see it. Uh, but you, uh -huh. you go first. Your thoughts. <laughs> So I thought it was really interesting and I kind of want to see it again mm -hmm. um, because he changed it from the book completely. I've never like, read the book either. And I heard it was changed though. I did read the book um, and I couldn't really get into the book. I didn't really like the writing style, but I did like the story and I understand how he because he uh, is similar to like you know what he did with the sixth sense he read like the manuscript before it was even published and it was optioned oh, and so okay. he I think he saw like a draft of it or something and was like oh this is interesting and so when uh Universal bought it you know they took it and he the screenwriters took it and then he took it you know a, you know a swipe at it also mm, which mm -hmm. is um it's weird it's a weird <laughs> movie it yeah it's a movie that also kind of defied my expectations but then yes. I, I really don't want to say too much because it's still so new um too so much talk around some stuff it's like it's it's one of those things where because people kept asking me like I saw it and then some friends and family were like they, everyone want this is <laughs> what's about this more too with every Shyamalan movie I see it and someone goes, was there a twist? The poor guy. Yes. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, was there a twist? They just want to know if there was a twist. And with Knock at the Cabin, I'm like, I guess it depends on what you expected going in because. Well, I kind of <laughs> hate that the trailer gave so much of it away. It did give a lot away. I was shocked how much it gave away because I was thinking. And I'm like, why don't tell us they shouldn't have told us any <laughs> of that because like it gave away half the movie at that point. It did. It. Yeah. And. And I think the movie was interesting because it kind of played with the idea of a twist. And like, yes. that's kind of like the <laughs> tension in the movie that it builds is like, is there a twist or isn't there? You know? <laughs> that, yeah. I was like, it can go this way or it can go that way. Yeah. And like, whatever you expect to happen, if that doesn't happen, maybe you could call that a twist. I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It, I really wish I hadn't seen a trailer because I was talking when I saw the movie and we left the people I saw uh -huh. it with. I said, man, that would have been great if I walked into that movie cold. Yes. Didn't know. I don't feel bad saying it because it's all over the trailer. If like if like Batista shows up and then explains the whole plan, I've never heard yes. of the plan before. I've been like, wow, that's what's going on. Like the end of the world. But like I knew all that from the trailer. So it's kind well, of. Well, they could have just done the knock at the cabin thing where they just show up and they're there and they're looking ominous. And it would feel like a home invasion movie, which is kind of right. what it's playing with. And then, and instead, it like goes on this all all this <laughs> other journey, which is very interesting. Um, I absolutely loved the way it looked. I thought a lot of the visual things they were playing with were really interesting. Um, and I love Dave Bautista; like he's just amazing. Yeah, he's so good at this. He's really yes. great uh again like when we left the movie i think everybody was saying how good he was because it was like yeah. i don't know if you're as familiar with him but they were like man he's just so like i think soulful somebody said soulful and he's got like this it feels like he carries around all this like pain like he's this big guy with tattoos but he just seems like he has like a lot of stuff going on internally that he's like yeah know. absolutely and you know there's all that dis the discourse about i think it was sisyphus the one with the rock up the that takes the rock up the hill, the Greek oh, myth. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Um, but he feels like he would be a good Sisyphus because he like carries all that weight and he could probably lift a rock up a hill. I don't know if he could take it over the other side, but he, he does have that like earnest feeling in him. Yeah, it's like he's this big guy that looks intimidating, but he's actually seems very sweet and like there's yes. a lot going on. And he in the movie, he seems of the four people the most genuinely uh, sorry for what they're doing yes. there. And it really comes across like he's really selling that, which is important. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's great. I I I love him and stuff. And I love he picks these like weird, interesting roles. Like, yeah, I mean, because it came up a lot. I think when this came out, because like, oh, who's your favorite like wrestler turned actor of like uh-huh. John Cena, The Rock, and Batista? And a lot of people were saying Batista because he's the most interesting. Like, yeah. John Cena does some weird stuff, but he's mostly done like the action stuff. But like the and The Rock is like playing <laughs> so safe. Like, yes, um, I I have been defending The Rock for a long time because I was a big fan, especially when I was younger of like when he was a huge star in wrestling and he seems like a nice guy but man he just plays it like so safe all the time like every move seems like completely worked on by a team of pr people it's oh 100 like... he it's like the vacuum thing that we were talking about it's like he is can't he is surrounded by yes men and like it's like you know like elon musk with twitter it's like <laughs> the people who are surrounded by people who will not disagree with them and so they end up not hearing anything besides what their thoughts are and what their opinions are so right right and it's just like it's not like it's comes from a bad place it's just like it's boring i think it's just a really boring uh, place yeah, where uh-huh. he's like he's like i want to make movies for the masses he's always talking about like the audience it's like yeah well your movies aren't interesting anymore and he did some interesting stuff when he was getting into it like he did uh southland tales a really weird movie oh southland tales yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's like he would never even like listen to a pitch for that he would hear that movie and be like get away from me i feel like now you know what i mean it's like but then batista feels like he's just like he wants the weirder like more out there stuff for him like i know he talks a lot about like he's like someone cast me in a rom-com please like Mm -hmm. i want to do a rom-com which is (laughs) give the main romantic comedy he deserves one so so, i mean with that oh god i don't want to get into it too much but it also comes into like the whole sexlessness of everything oh dear god the sex discourse. That's the funny thing is about the sex. All of the discourses are merging right now. I'm it's all happening. I didn't I'm even tell sorry. you this will be by the time this comes out, it'll probably be a couple weeks. So I feel like I think Twitter will be long past all the <laughs> sex and movies discourse. But we're we're living it right now, people. Like the whole like past, we are. But of, I mean, it's just like because. Uh, for like these poor hot people, like they're objectively like perfect human beings, yet they are not told or directed to or have chemistry with anyone and i just feel bad for dave batista like all he wants to do is like have chemistry with someone on the screen and they won't make it happen for him it's true man it's sad (laughs) i just i want that for him so um yeah it's yeah i don't know but he's he's great knock at the cabin i thought the little girl that plays her daughter is great i really thought everybody was good i i mean i think there was some weird uh Shyamalan has this thing where sometimes the lines he writes, maybe not the greatest, uh, or yeah. they aren't delivered the greatest. And I yeah. think some of the Batista's, like, I don't know what you call them, the his backup, his people, yes. some of the lines were a little like, eh, but it wasn't bad. I th- Shyamalan's had way worse movies where he's written some bad dialogue. This was not anywhere near, like, any of his worst, like, written dialogue. Yeah, but... it's not like The Happening or Lady in the Water. Oh, like, no, it's not, it's, where it's it's not like, like that. convoluted and you're like, what is happening right yeah. now? <laughs> It's a very straightforward, like, uh, th- a thriller. It's all in one location, basically. Yeah. It's all in the cabin, like, um, and they keep the tension up for basically the whole time. Uh, yeah, 
I was surprised at uh, Ron Weasley of, <laughs> of what yeah, he I did. know. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, <laughs> I know that guy. I was like, what's he doing here? Um, I, that's cool for him to try some different stuff. Um, well, he seemed because he's on his TV show, M Night Shyamalan's TV show. Oh, that's yes, yeah. I'd heard about that afterwards. Like, okay, now it makes sense why he might be in yes. a movie. But um, I mean, he has so much money. He only has to work when he wants to work. Right. That's all the Harry Potter kids like have yes. made so much money that either they don't work or they can do weird stuff. Like um, Daniel Radcliffe all the time is doing weird stuff, which I appreciate. Uh, it's just like, oh, I would okay. This is my idea daniel radcliffe in the next uh knives out movie that oh, just yeah, he, he would that he would, would fit be in. so good he would fit in um he <laughs> i think he was in a movie that i don't like that much called uh -huh. now you see me too where he oh. was like oh i love guy. i love those movies they're <laughs> awful but i love them so much my okay, dad I and i like... marathon them and she's like oh that's fun you know she, <laughs> she totally dug it I feel better that you said, I love those. They're awful. <laughs> they're, like... I lo they're just like, the thing is, why didn't they call the second one? <laughs> now, yeah. now you don't. Yes. Now you I... see me. Now you don't. Like, don't. it's like, it's right the there. Perfect. It's right there. Like you had the layup and they just it really were like, it makes eh. me angry. Like really uh, yeah. angry. Like I want to punch something. <laughs> I've seen that go around on Twitter and I'm like, yeah, why did they not do that? Now you see me. Now you don't. <laughs> perfect. It's like. And they blew it, and now you see me too. Like, how important can you get? I, I, <laughs> exactly. this is so random, but an ex girlfriend of mine, when the first one came out, oh. she was like obsessed with it. Like, she thought it was so great. And we went to go see it like twice in the theater. <laughs> uh, she also was like in love with Mark Ruffalo, like, mm. loved Mark Ruffalo. Well, so that was part. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the reason too. Um, I think wait, were we still together when I see me two came out. I can't, I think we were, but uh, uh -huh. it's kind of a blur. And then that one she still liked, but she was like not as much. And I yeah. enjoyed them, I think, because she was enjoying them so much. But then yeah. when I stepped back, I was like, these are pretty ridiculous. <laughs> like these are they are they're ludicrous. Just kind of like, it's kind <laughs> of like Ocean's Eleven, but like without any of the talent behind it. <laughs> like it's like they're just throwing like these weird concepts at the wall and they're like sure let's go with that and I am someone who really hates magic I think like <laughs> magic is like the stupidest thing ever I'm sorry I'm sorry I think this may be because I'm a girl and I watch like this the uh the what's it called the guy who like fixed up men to date women I don't know if you ever watched oh. that show the pickup artist? The pickup artist. With that guy whose name was like Question or yes. like the Question or stuff. <laughs> and I remember watching that show and them being like the way to, one of the ways oh to my be God. like learn close up magic and then you can like teach them and like you can trick them into stuff. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. And I think wow. I've been very wary of that ever since. But you just unlocked like a memory I forgot about because I think I watched that show for a little <laughs> bit like to make fun of it. I remember me and a couple, like my sister, I think some people would watch that when it came on on vh1 years ago yes. and i remember that would be like the first episode he's like you got to use close-up magic to get women i'm like that's your big plan <laughs> like he's like, got a peacock the... it and magic like that's it, oh my god i was about to say the two things i remember from that show are <laughs> peacocking and matt and close-up magic and i just remember that being like so insane and being like is this what i have to look out for when i go to college and i meet people <laughs> like are people gonna like try and do magic in my face <laughs> If a man approach you doing magic, just get out of there really quick. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm very wary, but now you see me uses it well.
So that's why I appreciate those movies. The weird thing about New you- Now You See Me also that was weird was like they started off like, oh no, we're just illusionist. But yes. then they, they tried to get into like the whole thing about magic is real. Did I or remember? <laughs> I remember, am I remembering this wrong? That they eventually were like. I think it was more. It was like kind of more like Illuminati esque. Oh, like right. there is like a secret organization of magicians, and you can't <laughs> expose each other's secrets. More. Right. It was more like that. Like okay. Close up magic is real, or like you know these illusionists, <laughs> they are real and good at what they do, but we can't tell each other anything. You know. Okay. That's. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We should do it now. You see me. Oh, oh, I'm ready. There's so much to talk about. Um, one, actually, yeah, it's our mini episode inside this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. I'm now I'm thinking about now you see me and just yeah. Um, it's um, I you know what I'm so thrown off <laughs> like that okay. movie. So okay. what have you seen lately, Matt? Uh, oh, besides talking the cabin, which I thought was yes. really, I thought was good. I thought was pretty yes. good. Um, and let me see here. My phone went black. Hang on. Uh, what have I seen? Uh, so uh, I watched a movie that I've been trying to see for a long time that has not been easy to see mm-hmm. um, called Cohen and Tate from 1988, I believe, um, starring Roy Scheider and Adam Baldwin. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and it's pretty straightforward. It's basically there's a like a little boy who witnesses a mob murder. Um Ooh. And he's in like living with his family, at, like a safe house in the middle of the country. Uh, also, it was funny. The movie starts off with like a like a crawl, like Star Wars to get you in on the story. It's like there's a little <laughs> boy named Tommy, whatever. He witnessed a murder. His family's living out in the country. Here we are. They, I guess they didn't have money to shoot him witnessing the murders. So they were like, let's just write it. And they so it starts off. They're in the thing and like the FBI mm-hmm. guys are there. And I think. It's kind of weird. It happened so quick that one of the couple of agents like take off somewhere and these two guys, Cohen and Tate, which are Adam Paul and Roy Scheider, show up and kill everybody, his two parents, the uh-huh. other agents, and take the boy. They kidnap the kid because they uh-huh. want to take him back to the mob who were in Houston, of all places. Uh, <laughs> like, I didn't know there was a big mob presence weird. in Houston, Texas, or maybe it's Dallas, somewhere in Texas. Right? It's like Texas and mob doesn't go together. But <laughs> basically, then the movie becomes... The two of them trying to get this boy to Texas, and it's a lot of it's in a car, uh, which sounds boring on paper, but it's <laughs> they keep attention up really well because uh-huh. the two guys don't like each other. They've been partnered up basically uh-huh. by the mob. Like Roy Scheider is an older guy. He has a hearing aid at this point, and he's been partnered up with Adam Baldwin, who's this younger, like really hot-headed yeah. guy. And they there's already tension there, and like they're fighting. The kid's kind of annoying, but I think it's on purpose because he's supposed to be agitating the guys at a certain point. Like he's trying to actually, he starts playing them against each other, like off the trust. And basically it's a whole series of like, you know, like oh, the kid escaping or the kid trying to signal for help. These two guys trying to avoid it. There's a lot of situations like, oh, there's a police checkpoint. How do we get past it? Um, It's directed by Eric Red, who wrote The Hitcher and did Body Parts, which is a movie I really like, and Bad Moon. Um, Yeah, Conan Tate is like, pretty it's actually pretty mean-spirited like a lot of people get just killed very like nonchalantly these the two guys are like uh very just like they will kill anybody gets in the way um he really doesn't pull out of punches the last shots like one of the last like moment is like a real like holy shit that's the end of the movie Uh (laughs) like a real like knockout um it's pretty great it's been very hard to see it happened to pop on a tubi which is how Ah, i noticed it and i was like 
<laughs> I love Tubi, um, who might have had the best <laughs> Super Bowl commercials too. Apparently, I think there was something they had these like bunny rabbit Super Bowl commercials everyone loved. Um, I know, so funny. <laughs> so yeah, Tubi's great, and there's um, yeah, stuff popped up there. I was like nowhere else. It's only on Tubi, and Cohen and Tate. I don't think has a Blu-ray in America. It has like a hmm. Arrow Region B Blu-ray, I think. Oh, but I it's super hard to see. It's a really good little movie, like less than an hour and a half, like a real tight little thriller. Um, pretty good performance in some Roy Schneider, Anna Baldwin. Um, I love that because I just recently watched all that jazz and I was like totally digging on Roy Schneider in that movie. Like he <laughs> do, he he's like does it. He does the thing in that movie. That movie's crazy. He like pulls I, it off. I need to see that movie. Uh, I know everyone also, thinks I hate it. was on Tubi when I watched it a few weeks ago. So I blind bought the Criterion like a while ago and I still watched it. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so I have no reason not to watch it. Um, I think it's kind of a musical. I don't know. Like, or is it musical where like the songs are performed on in a, it's in a production? Kind of a musical. <laughs> it's more of a like autobiographical. Well, I guess the director, like, he, it's about his life and like he had yeah. this you know close call with a heart attack and there's a few musicals numbers but they're mostly towards the end and there's like oh, one okay. or two in the middle of like one's like this really intense choreography scene that he does for this broadway show he's working on and this other one is like uh his daughter and his partner do this little number so it's oh. mainly like about him and there's like a few numbers at the end which are really cool because it's like him on his deathbed directing these numbers it's crazy <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, I need to pull that off the shelf. Yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, Conan Tate's good. And if you have any interest in seeing it, it's like only streaming on Tubi. I don't think it's streaming anywhere else. Oh, okay. So um, worth checking out for sure. Um, yeah. The last thing I'll mention is I watch, I have, so I have Apple TV plus only because I got a new iPhone I can't, a couple months ago and they yeah. gave me a free subscription and I'm, I'm like, oh crap, I got to watch this stuff on Apple TV before it runs out. I had out. that for a year too. And then I'm like, <laughs> Cut it once I'm done with the free subscription. Like nothing on there. It's very yeah, barren really compared to compared to the other streaming services. Um, I heard some good things on some of the shows, but I, I don't watch TV shows that much. I was like, yeah. eh. but a couple movies I want to see, but I only have watched one so far. I want. I still haven't seen Coda, so I'm like, I should watch Coda eventually. Uh, Coda <laughs> is good. It's a nice little movie. Yes, that's what everyone says. They're like, yeah. it's a nice little movie. Like, leave it yeah. alone after one Best Picture. Like, exactly. <laughs> Like, leave it be. So I will watch that soon. But I watched Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which Ugh. is... <laughs> is that bad? Is that a bad I hated that movie so much. Oh, okay. Did you like it? I did. Okay, well, I'm glad you liked it. It really just turned my stomach when I watched it. I, You know what's funny? I could see that. I, I could, like, I think at first I wasn't sure I was going to feel it, but it kind of won me over with some stuff later on. Uh -huh. But it... I, it's I could totally see because I was thinking I, I really liked his movie before called Shit House. You ever see Shit House? Yes, I, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, but okay. I've heard of it. I don't know if if you hated this. I don't know if you liked that any better because <laughs> it's the same. Did you have a problem with like the main guy who's also the writer, Cooper Rafe? Oh yeah, he okay. drove me nuts. I could I could kind of see it. I don't know, like I, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking like this guy better. He should probably stop casting himself as the lead in his movies. I feel like he's gonna get backlash eventually like he if should probably he just didn't cast himself in the lead i think i might have liked it better because it gave me like garden state vibes i this is so crazy i was thinking that near the end oh yes. no there's a part where they walk out in slow motion in like these airbrush yeah. t-shirts and i was like 
it's funny how everybody now shits on Garden State, which me and Anthony has talked about. Uh -huh. It's become popular to shit on Garden State. But I'm like, wouldn't this be somebody's Garden State in like 10 years? I feel mm -hmm. like this had very I, I, I'm with you. That's what made me think I could see why someone would hate this because it had Garden State vibes to it, which I guess I'm still a sucker for because it's still like Cha-Cha real smooth. <laughs> and um, I went yeah. to Garden State not too long ago and I, I was like, okay, this does not bother me as much as I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still, I can't, I can't hate Garden State. I still like Garden State. As I like, yeah, I no, still. I think it's. I'm about your age. It hit me at the same time too, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, yeah, Cha Cha real smooth. I now I feel funny being <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is why. Like you're like, I hate it. Uh, I, I. It's hard to even describe. Yeah, because I, I was going into it like I don't know. I had a friend who was really pushing it on me, uh -huh. um, and his opinions are kind of like questionable sometimes where it's like a lot of times he'll tell me he loves something and I watch it and I don't like it so I was kind of getting nervous going to Cha-Cha Real Smooth I was like also it's nobody we know I'm not throwing anybody under the bus it's someone <laughs> I know in real life who's yeah it's not someone soliciting like is it me it's not it's not you I promise um <laughs> I, I think I really I don't know I liked that it's it's one of those typical like I'm a lost 20 something post-college I'm back home I'm working a shitty job like we've seen that before I do like Cooper Rafe. He has a weird charm to me. Like it, it's so, it's so razor. <laughs> your face. It's so razor thin between. It can go between like kind of unlikable douche, but then he yeah. somehow manages it to to put it back over me. Like I like this guy. I don't know. Um, but it's, well, it's he seems like a real like. I'm sorry. I've just met people like him, and <laughs> they're just the worst. They are the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, okay. But, <laughs> I understand why some people would find that endearing. For me, I've just encountered those people and I'm like, everything about the relationship with him and Dakota Johnson just left me like with a like a pit at the bottom of my stomach. Like no real woman would act like this. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's. <laughs> she wouldn't. She would not I... care about this guy. I don't. I just don't get it. I thought it's weird too because again if he writes and directs it and then puts himself in the role then it becomes yeah. like this weird thing where I mean she's the character Dakota Johnson character telling him stuff like like you're like the nicest guy I've ever met and I'm like is he thinking himself about himself or is he really trying to play a character it becomes this weird blurred thing where it's like does he think he's this awesome you know it's like well, I mean that's what it came off as he's like ended up being like good with kids so he works for this nonprofit at the end and I'm like I don't think no like you're just like too good to be true and you think too highly of yourself and you like you get along with the daughter who I think it's she's autistic or something yeah yeah and I questioned because I I questioned her portrayal and the weird thing is I read she's actually autistic so yeah. I, I even more question maybe how he wrote it like they yes. make her very robotic and I've met more than a few autistic people in my real life and yeah. none of them are this and I think it's the way he wrote director maybe this robotic yeah. she's very much yeah. like I don't like my back touch please don't touch me like it's like she's it's a little yeah. like I think he's doing too much with that and like yes there is some there can be some stuff with social cues and things like yeah. that that are missed but I think it's I don't know it felt weird to me and I don't I'm not an expert on autism or you know but it just felt kind of yeah. like kind of weird for him to do that um uh it's funny now because I'm all these things where I'm like well this wasn't great and that but I'm like but I still really liked it I thought it actually came together in the end <laughs> because yeah <laughs> I just 
Okay. <laughs> I just, okay. I, I don't hold anybody accountable to their views on movies because like everyone experiences movies through a different prism. That's what I think. So I think why it's why everyone should watch the movies themselves. <laughs> so okay yeah <laughs> uh i get it yeah i'm trying to now i'm trying to, what to say about it i just thought there was i liked a lot of the relationship stuff between everybody like i did yeah. think it was sweet with him and the daughter like and him and dakota john i liked I, it's hard i don't want to say what happens but i thought well i'm like thank god i didn't go an other, another way at the end where it could yes. have been very unrealistic about what happens so i yeah. thought it was the least realistic about like how these two might end up you know uh I, yeah <laughs> it's like and you know, I liked, there's a really, there's some funny stuff. I really like the scene. There's a scene, his mom is Leslie Mann, yes. which is like, I guess she's like the mom and everyone's, and his stepdad is Brad Garrett. I thought it was, yeah. the relationship between Cooper Rafe and his stepdad in the movie weirdly reminded me of me and my stepdad, which made it funnier to me. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, the mom, I thought there was a scene where they kind of all get like a big fight at a bar mitzvah, which yes. I thought was really funny. Um, I don't know. I was weirdly charmed by it. Um, and but all the things you're saying are like true. <laughs> and I could, it, I really was thinking the whole time, I'm like, this could go a whole different way for somebody else. And I would completely understand why it's not working. I was surprised yeah. it was working for me by the end. I was like, I'm surprised I enjoyed this as much as I did. Cause it does, I don't know. There's just some stuff that's kind of like weird. And yeah, there's when it's him writing, directing it, and then people saying awesome things about him, it's kind of like, yes. okay, <laughs> it's like, how much it's is a little bit too much patting yourself on the back for like, just being a basically good human being a decent yeah. human being yeah that's i don't know <laughs> it's okay that made it more interesting that you were like i did not like cha-cha <laughs> <laughs> it does not happen it does not happen as much on the show people disagree like that so no that's fine um <laughs> so now people can go watch the movie for themselves and just decide you know, I know. how they where they land um hit me up if you hate it and i guess hit me up if you like it i don't know <laughs> um yeah, now I'm like, oh, God, was there me that actually enjoyed it? I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't, I don't no, know. I, you liked it. Don't let me sway you. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was really all I had to talk about. Because, okay. yeah. Um, so now we can talk about something we, I know we both like. Yes. The Sixth Sense. So, <laughs> um, Absolutely. Very excited to talk about this movie. Uh, a movie... A lot of people have seen, which is good. A very famous movie. I think um, everyone has seen it. Did you see how much money this movie made versus did, like how much it cost? I did to not go it? back and look, but I'm looking right now because I'm on the IMDb I page. I wrote it and... down. It Jesus. had a $40, $40 million <laughs> budget and it made $672 million. Just Spend that's it. just box office. That doesn't even count for oh like God. VHS and DVD sales, which I'm sure were crazy. And I, yeah, I know this had to be one of the most rented movies of yes. whatever a year it came out on VHS yeah. and DVD because I, I'll tell you right now, I'll start off. I, I caught this late. I didn't catch it in the theater. Oh. I caught up to it later because I would have been like 12 when this came out. And I feel like my stepdad and stepsister went to go see it and. Uh -huh did would not tell us what the twist was <laughs> like ah, so uh, you didn't see it and you got away with not knowing what the twist uh, was which is more amazing now than when i think back on it yeah yes. we watched it we rented like on a family vacation uh -huh. probably the year 2000 so year after it came out and yeah. me my mom my sister my stepdad his my two stepsisters so two people had seen in the room nobody else had seen it mm -hmm. and we were 
fucking blown away because I had never I somehow avoided the twist for like a year like and, and now they was, didn't say anything and they didn't say anything while you're watching it you have no. some great family <laughs> they like they like, swore to secrecy and I feel like I really didn't want to know the twist like I feel like I was yeah. like, don't even hint I don't want to know and we were like flabbergasted I and yeah. I was like I cannot believe I didn't hear it because like it's like an open joke now. Like there's a Lonely yeah. Island song where they just openly say, you know, like it's like what happens in the movie. It's like that twist is so, so known. Like I'm just surprised yes. when anybody, you know, sees it. And it was such a phenomenon. <laughs> but um, yeah, I saw it on vacation for the first time, blown away. That twist like just blew my mind. Like <laughs> um, it was bananas. I uh, did you see? Did you see it in the theater when it came out, or were you? Did you catch it later? <laughs> no, I watched it later. So my grandma, I've told this on a podcast before. My grandma <laughs> let me watch anything I wanted because she would watch me like a few days a week and I would stay at her house on weekends. Oh, that and sounds like me and my grandma. Do, yeah. Huh? <laughs> that sounds like me and my grandma. I would stay at her house a lot, mostly, and then usually on the weekends and summer I was there all the time. And she, yeah. it wasn't like she didn't care. It was just like, it was very easy to sneak things around her. I feel like she was just not aware of. My grandma would watch this stuff with me. Like oh, wow. she, she was like, it, she was a big sci-fi person. Oh, so wow. she, would, cool. she would, and, but she would also just watch everything. She loved those like Columbia warehouse things where it's like you buy a movie, get one for a penny. Yes. Yeah. And so she had so many VHSs. She would get them all the time. And even like, they would just like charge her card and send her random ones and she didn't care. She would just be like, okay, sounds good. And we're going to watch this. Um, and so I think I am pretty sure I watched it at her house. If I remember correctly, mm. either her at my best friend's house, but I'm pretty sure I watched it there. Cause I really, I remember that DV or that uh, VHS at her house. Um, but yeah, I just remember this movie really scaring me because they lived out in the country. Oh, um, uh-huh. in this, <laughs> yes, <laughs> out in the country, and they have these big like doors, like these big double doors where you can see out into the country and you can see the stars and the moon and everything. And so that's where the TV was. It's like the TV was here right next to these double doors. So it's like, and that's where I would usually sleep was in the living room. And so I would be like, Oh my God, there's going to be a ghost that's going to try and talk to me tonight. <laughs> oh my God. I, I could get that would be, that'd be a fear as you were young yes. when you saw yeah. this. Like, oh my God. That did you, and you, did you go in, did you go in not knowing the twist or had it been spoiled for you? I did not know the twist because I think I saw it relatively soon after it came out and like, you know, stuff didn't really exist then. I didn't really watch SNL or like any of that stuff where mm-hmm. it would, make they would make fun of it um and so i didn't know the twist but the stuff about the like kids being murdered really scared me mm-hmm. like the kid with the bullet hole through his head like that image like i couldn't sleep because i would close my eyes and see that image oh, wow yeah i mean it's you know? more intense it's i remember very but... graphic stuff yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, like that was. I was surprised how graphic that was. We watched yes. it today, and then I remember being scared by the stuff with like Misha Barton as a yes. kid, like yes. baby Misha Barton. In this, I forgot. I was forgetting. Like, oh yeah, it's like tiny Misha yeah. Barton. To, like when her when they go, it's an amazing way that he shoots it. It's like the the clips on the tent come down, and she's like, yeah, 
throwing up and i don't i think as a little kid i i was like not comprehending what was going on i was like yes. is she like spitting up acid like was it was like, yeah. kind of was You're like, like what, is what is she spitting up like what is happening <laughs> yeah that scared me there's so many like quick things that are and he's more subtle about it than i remember too which kind of makes it yes. that's always scares me more when they're kind of like subtle about it i and uh absolutely yeah i was listening to this interview of him and he was like i was really studying blocking with this movie and oh, like okay because he was like it i read or he's like he heard something about spielberg like being an expert at it and like he took a lot of his what he took from uh filmmaking from spielberg like that's who he's looked up to the most uh, when he was younger and I'm sure now too, but he was like always taught, he was like said that Spielberg is like an expert in blocking. And so he like kind of wanted to learn more about that. And so like, you can totally see that. And even in the knock at knock at the cabin, like the way things are framed and how they look, it's just like amazing what he does with the camera. Yeah. He's really good at that. I know he's been open about being a Spielberg fan for a long time. Yes. <laughs> and like, it definitely shows, I feel like in something like, like signs especially yes. i feel like feels very spielberg um and yeah that's i mean it's an important thing to learn and he's like he's if you're gonna copy or you know take from the best so yeah because we said the whole spielberg podcast and yeah i don't know when it came up it was much up but like yeah, he's so good at like framing shots blocking mm -hmm. shots like um and yeah i can definitely tell this movie is so like I, like i appreciate it more today than i ever appreciated it it's so uh -huh. well put together and like M.I. Shyamalan really like takes his time like I forgot how like like quiet and kind of uh, subdued like in a good way this movie is mm -hmm. like it's like he's really yeah. patient with like what he's doing and like what you're looking at and like it's it's why the it's, scary stuff has more impact too it's yeah like, it's very self-assured for being like yeah. a third film from and his first two films were like so tiny mm -hmm. they're like little independent basically kind of student films you know yeah. And like the pacing and everything of this movie is just kind of amazing that he pulled it off. Yeah. Cause the first two movies he did aren't even anything like this. They're like two, is it one like a, like a comedy? Like, a, and then one's like a little drama or it's like. I can't, I, so one of them is, I think about some, someone going back to India to visit family or something like that. That might be praying with anger. And the I'm other one is about that, a yeah. kid where some he loses someone i don't know i can't remember the exact plot yeah, i feel like no one talks about them <laughs> i was trying to look them up while we we're talking because i'm like what do they call it's gonna bother me um oh wide yeah. awake and praying with anger i think yes you are right praying with anger was the first one and wide awake which is like rosie o'donnell and yeah, yeah oh a 10 year old kid goes on a search for god after his grandfather yeah. dies and it's like this is like a typical like 90s kind of it's just comedy drama family movie so it's like these two movies are nothing like the sixth sense from what i can tell and then he comes out with with this movie you know and it's like where did this come from yeah well i i was so i was listening to this this video about um the locations that they picked and they asked him how he came up with the idea and he was like i just saw this vision in my head of this little kid talking to someone at a funeral but there's no one there and I wonder if he got that image from the wide awake film where it's like little kids searching for God. I wonder if that like is like a leftover idea. And um, yeah, yeah. but that that's kind of where the movie started from. Okay. Wow. Well, that's 
yeah, I had not heard that before, but <laughs> really turned that little like idea into a great, a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I, I really, this time, I, I don't know when the last time I saw this movie was, it's probably been five to ten years like uh -huh. I've only seen it like three or four times in full like in my life and yeah I was, I've never been more impressed with it like and it's funny too we were talking before we started recording about like some big Marvel movies and it's like yeah. it's crazy this little movie made like 672 mm -hmm. million dollars you said yeah. like, watch a day I'm like this is crazy because it's so like quiet and most of it's like a kind of like a quiet drama but it's like it's it's so well done that, yeah mean, and um so he was also saying that it started off as a serial killer movie oh <laughs> wow. i know and i was just like what because apparently the bruce willis character was a crime scene photographer at the beginning oh okay did the script it does and sound so, like yeah. that was how he was going to come into contact with uh, the Haley Joel Osment character, and then it ended up, you know, going in a different direction. But mm -hmm. I just think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think I you said that. I think I kind of remember him saying that before about it was with the yeah. crime scene photographer, which also yeah. makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, and I not to jump back to like the twist because it's funny because I was thinking too, this movie is so much more than just like the twist it's so uh -huh. it's like that's kind of all it's been talked up as but like all the little stuff along the way the the two scenes i'm kind of jumping way ahead but the two scenes no, that kind of it. end the movie with the one between Haley joe osmond and tony collette in the car is so incredible i think it's my favorite scene in the whole movie like mm -hmm. i remember i was sitting there like just like i feel like i was i didn't move i was in like complete like i was just like mesmerized by that scene and how like hard that it hits, like how good it is. I mean, there is a, a ghost that pops up. I remember that didn't scare shit of me when there's like, the, oh yeah, the the, the ghost, ghost biker pops the bike up. helmet. <laughs> pops it's the so window. creepy, <laughs> but like it, when I saw it this time, it like almost didn't register mm -hmm. because I think you see them from the side or something, and they turn, and then you see like the busted yes. bike helmet or whatever. Yeah. And they're, he's like, what? She's like, the mom is like, what happened? He's like, oh, there was an accident and someone died. And she's like, how do you know that? And then that's when he like starts opening up to her about what's going on and the conversation about the grandma. And it's just, <laughs> they both play it so perfectly. And Tony Collette is amazing in this movie. Yes. Like, she she <laughs> is so good. Yeah. And I didn't know who she was when this came out. Like, and, you know, like I wasn't aware of her as an actor. And now going back, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Tony yeah. Collette. You know, it's like yeah. it's like she's so great in everything. And then she yeah, she's great in this. I I mean, that's that's what the scene in the car like kills me because they're both great. Her reaction is incredible to what he's telling her, because I feel like that's such a genuine like reaction and just yeah. feels like that would be how someone reacts if they were being told this and you know like how crazy that would be by to, their child by their child yeah like to hear exactly. that and it's like it's so yeah it's it's like so emotional um you so feel good. every struggle that she has as a mom like of a mm -hmm. kid who's kind of different at a time when people don't I mean it's still hard now but like even like 20 years ago it was hard to have a kid that it was different you know mm -hmm. um 
And you feel that in every scene, how she just wants to be like a mama bear and like tear all these people apart, but she's trying to hold it together so that she can still be a part of the community. It's just like, it's just such a great performance. Yeah. I love the scene when she calls like one of the moms back yeah. after the party. It was like, just like, what is your little, I don't know what she calls them. Like what's your kids do to my son? Like just mm -hmm. basically like, I feel like she's like, I'm going to call your ass. <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. She's like ready to like hurt someone. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also the struggle. I feel like she's struggling with like, she gets frustrated, but she's trying to be patient yeah. with him. You know, yes. it's it's like, it's her son, but she's still like, I don't know, basically I don't know what to do, you know, kind of like to help him or what does yeah, he mean? Yeah, the struggle yeah. every parent has with someone when their kid is being hurt. I don't know. Do you have kids? No, I do not do not know. <laughs> my yeah, my daughter is turning eleven, and so mm -hmm. I'm like starting to get into that age where it's gonna be a little bit harder. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those preteen years, and I like could definitely feel that it's like you just like you just want everyone to leave your kid alone, but you want your kid to be immersed in society. So you yeah. can't take them to a cabin in the woods and like away from everything because then they're never going to learn how to exist right it's like you need them to socialize <laughs> they need to socialize but you don't want them to get uh ridiculed why they're socializing exactly like, exactly yeah because she's trying to take him to like that birthday party yes it's like he's not really still socializing and then of course they go and like well he has the whole experience with that ghost but she thinks it's the yeah. kids and like they are still kind of bullying him they're kind of you know but uh it's like it doesn't go very well so it's like yeah tries to take her to a party it doesn't go well it's like oh it's like this poor kid um yeah i mean she I, yeah she's great I, this, oh, I love the scene too when he comes in like the laundry room and it's yeah. like can i he's really freaked out he's seen ghosts obviously and yeah. is like can i sleep in your bed or are you mad at me and she's like look at my face she's like it's okay like or, you know it's like yeah. i'm not mad at you basically and it's like because she's such, yeah, such a great mom. She's just, like, she's, she's just, a great mom. She's a great mom. I, lo I love her. She's the best. <laughs> but yeah, as you're saying, so one of the things about this movie that's really interesting is that it uses, as we were talking about blocking, it uses these shots to develop the ghosts that are really like, like easy tricks, like mm -hmm. the, all the cabinets and stuff in the cabinet with that one ghost. Oh, yeah. Yep. you know mm -hmm. it's like you just go and you turn slightly and then you turn and then they literally had someone run in and open everything <laughs> real quick and then leave and then and then also the breath thing oh where yeah it's yeah cold because of the ghosts mm -hmm. it's just very it's just like very ingenious ways of making it uh making it seem tangible without like having to use cgi or anything like that yeah, it's it's a way more like subtle ghost story. Yes. <laughs> like even though you see some of the ghosts and it's like the the injuries are kind of like gruesome, but yeah, the, yes. like, the stuff with the breath and like oh the cabinet's open, like it's a very that's someone called like a very deftly told ghost story. Yes. It's like that that's why I I was so like blown away this time by just like how much restraint in my channel shows. Because like being a young yeah. filmmaker, you would think you'd want to like maybe go bigger and maybe he didn't have like the money to go bigger I don't you know it's like so maybe yeah. he had to be more subtle in what he showed with the ghost but I think that's so much more effective in the movie like it it works so much yeah. better that way um yeah I'm trying to think whether it's the things the little subtle things he does but um, oh and Bruce Willis wearing a coat the entire time so you don't see the bullet injury oh I didn't think about that <laughs> that's like that's that another is... thing it's just oh, like of course yeah. he's wearing a coat the whole time 
<laughs> yeah, I should just say in case anyone doesn't know Twisted Sense, I mean, we're gonna spoil that. If you haven't seen, <laughs> if you have somehow avoided Twisted's movie for all this time, good for you. But go watch the movie <laughs> and then please listen to this. But um, the fact that he is a ghost the whole time that he's dead the whole movie. Yes. Um, I was really because now it's it's really hard not to key in on that once you know you know then you're looking for every little once you know you see and they like drop the hint they're like ghosts don't see each other that's why he can't see the other ghosts like. They don't know they're dead. That's why he <laughs> keeps talking to his wife. Right. They're like, they don't know what's going Yeah, like, or they, yes. I guess you said, like, they lie to themselves or they, they see what they want to see. That's what the yes. phrase was. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was really watching this time, like, man, like, he gives you enough that he's not, like, cheating you. Like, it yeah. makes sense that he's a ghost, but it's done so well. I'm like, no uh -huh. wonder I didn't catch it. Like, I don't feel stupid for not guessing the twists like i know i'm sure some people guessed what was going on but i didn't guess and then like the the one thing it's like played really well i noticed was uh -huh. when bruce willis goes to the anniversary dinner with his wife uh-huh and like he comes in she's not talking to him obviously but she does go a couple glances up yes. so it looks like she's looking at him and then he says just one thing which makes you think that he's there she says happy anniversary and kind of like a happy anniversary. Like this sucks. And it walks yeah, kind off. Kind of like a whisper to herself almost. Right. Which is how you Rather see it the than, second time. Yes. <laughs> but the first time you th I would take it as like, she's upset and it's like a, yeah. it's like a happy anniversary. I guess, you know, almost yeah. like, I guess like that's such a smart to drop that. Cause I think I'd start getting a little suspicious if she didn't speak to him at all, uh -huh. but we're those just one little thing keeps you like oh okay he's there you know it's like yes. you know she she talked to him like she said but then you watch again like okay i get it um he's good at all that like there's a lot of little stuff that i think keeps you from guessing the twist quite as easily if that makes sense yeah absolutely and bruce willis is so good in this movie like yes. he is amazing m night Shyamalan brings out the that kind of um Brings that out in him. I don't know what other movies beside besides like I mean he did that and Unbreakable and I know he he's been great in other things but like being the serious person. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of another movie where he's this good in it. I mean I maybe think... Pulp Fiction, but yeah. that's more like an action thing. Yeah, that's just he's a, more that's like a... quiet. You know, <laughs> I was thinking this is very different for Bruce Willis. Uh -huh. I feel like like this part in Sixth yeah. Sense. But he's so good in it. And I was like, man, I wish he did more stuff like this. But and like, he and I, was like roped into doing this movie because it was like the last part of his contract, which is nuts. Yeah, I, I forgot. I was I was reading. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. He was like he had he was like contractually obligated to do this movie. Like, yeah. and then it turns out being like one of the biggest hits of his whole career. Like, yeah. um, that's crazy how that worked out. Like, and yeah, it does seem like he brings out the best in him because he was also he was in Glass. And I didn't yeah. love Glass, but I still feel like he was better and well that's around the time 2017 and this is a weird thing now Bruce Willis like we don't know how long he's been dealing with yes this kind of illness he's been dealing with yes. so uh I feel bad even judging like his performance like the past like five or so years I've known all like, it's going on for so it's like I still felt like he was trying more in class I feel like he'll bring it out for M. Night well he was probably I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak of something I don't know, but like maybe he felt comfortable telling M Night what was going on with his situation, so oh, they yeah. were able to use like what they could and That's, make it, yeah. make it work for his situation at the time. I mean, I don't know, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I could see that 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 would be that would happen in that situation.
Yeah. I mean, they worked together before, knowing each other. I mean, yeah. like, it does seem like he has a level of trust with him. I always think of the story of like, some directors think they got Bruce Willis, but it's like, it's like, I got, I got a good one from Bruce, like in the past, like 20 years. So it's like, um, I think Eli Roth thought that with um, yeah. his Death Wish remake. And it's like, I don't think Bruce Willis was coming in for you. <laughs> like, I don't think he was really. Yeah, doing... It's the whole Kevin Smith story about. Oh, the, yeah. The Kevin Smith movie. thing. Yeah. Cop out. And... Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't think he, yeah. I, you know, he just seems like he, for a long time, he just, he didn't like he was a director. He wasn't really going to bring like his A game. Yes. Like, um, oh, he's great in Looper. I feel like he oh, brings oh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. serious in Looper. Um, it's not a serious role, but I think he's really good in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, like yes. Yes. He's really fun in that. Like, so I feel like for directors he really likes, he, he you know, he really brings it. Um, yes. And if he doesn't like you, then it's like, well, you're not getting, you're not getting the <laughs> best for Willis. But um, yeah, this is so, the Sixth Sense is so different for him because like, I don't think of him as like a, no i like a subtle actor like this he's so subdued in this like the whole movie again it's like subdued i think of him as like john mcclain and like in hudson hawk where he's like a cartoon character but you know it's like because he's this very like entertaining guy he can sing he's you know yeah. he can do comedy like he can do action and then like this i feel like he's just like an everyman you know and like he does it he does it really well i think and just plays it so well, Perfectly, yeah, a lot yeah. of those movies are like him being kind of the everyman in these like weird situations. So he gets to show off all these like kind of other parts of himself, like the action side, the musical side or whatever. Um, and in here, he's just playing the like undercurrents of being, you know, someone who strived for professional success. And so he let his like relationship kind of fail. Right. Which they do a good job of setting up in the first like yes 10 minutes they really yeah. i forgot how quickly they they throw you into that and then it's like he gets shot within the first i think like by the 10 minute mark it's already yeah. started and they do the whole thing with like oh the next fall okay he's fine you know it's like, yeah and um <laughs> speaking of like he i think shaman is really great at setting things up quickly like knock of the cabin oh, yeah. does that i watched signs recently another thing that like sets up like the basics of that movie pretty quickly like yeah. you just jump into the crop circles and everything. Um, yeah, I forgot when that that quickly that sets up. Yeah, even a movie yeah. I don't like the happening. Uh, I think that gets, yeah. that gets rolling quickly. pretty quickly. Yeah, if I remember right, like he doesn't he doesn't fuck around. And yeah, knock, knock at the cabin starts off like right away. Like it's I like, thought there we are there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there'd be some intro with nope. like them driving to the no. Nope, that's just... actually exactly the same scene from the book. Like that's how the book starts oh, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're off mic. I'll have to ask you how the book ends because everyone said yes. the book is a different ending. We'll have to, I have to ask you about that because I haven't looked up yet. I've ever <laughs> heard from somebody, <laughs> but um, yeah, he is good at just kind of like just we'll get it going. Like, because yeah. I was I was surprised this time. I was like, Six Sense must be like a two hour movie, right? And it's like an hour forty or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> really quick. Goes through everything, checks off all the lists, and it does it quietly, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's rushing, which is kind no. of incredible. Um. Yeah, it's I. I just again, this time I was blown away at all the like little things he's doing, the little like breadcrumbs he's leaving. Like, um, and I just think it's so interesting when I was looking at when that well, this came out in the greatest year of movies, nineteen ninety nine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just such an interesting movie because at that time, that was like the slasher resurgence time of horror. Right. right. So it was like you know, 
uh h2o came out that year and like i know what you did last summer came out like that year or the year before like all of this stuff like jason x came out the next year it's like <laughs> this is between screen movies it's like exactly I think screen between the next screen year. movies and it's like this and blair witch kind of like really changed everything they both came out in 1999 and how people yeah. perceived horror movies that's wow i didn't think about that double whammy of these two lads yeah. like yeah this i think this felt like to most people at the studio from what i read it was kind of like not like like i don't think anyone expected much from it it was kind of like an afterthought it was yeah. like and my Shyamalan guy we don't know anything about him it's like you know it came out in august which is usually kind of like a i think a dead zone for movies uh -huh. you know it's like um so i don't think anyone thought anything of it and then it like blows up i remember it was one of those movies that like had crazy legs and like i think yes. stayed number one for like a month or two you know it was like yeah Again, surprising to hear the twist because everyone was talking about it. They were like, "You got to go see Six Sense." Yeah. Like, it's just like, um, yeah, it was. It, you were. It, I. It's not. It was not the hot thing in horror at the time. You know, this mm. is like a very like more adult. I feel like horror movie. <laughs> you know, it's. It was, and it kind of started this kind of adult horror movie idea, because in two thousand one we have Hannibal, The Devil's Backbone, and the others which were all kind of more adult horror movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like the others got compared to this movie a lot. A lot, right. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they both kind of have ghosts, but they're very different. They are. But they kind of do have a similar twist. Right, I think it was like ghosts and a twist. It's like, you're yes. the sixth sense for this year. Yeah, it was like... I remember everyone like, oh, it's kind of like Sixth Sense. You should see it. Or yeah. a twist. It was like, okay. Uh, I think I like <laughs> the others. I don't really remember. I... I it's like it's a beautiful movie. It's mm -hmm. like one of the most gorgeous movies ever. It's just so like it. It's very much like uh, the Sixth Sense, and it uses light really well. And oh yeah, like yeah. In this manner, I don't know if you've seen it. You seen it? I, I've seen it, but it's been a very long time. Like yeah, probably, probably since it came out. Almost, you know, it was yeah. like I do. Yeah, because it was they kept it dark in there, using a lot of candle light. I think. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. my sister this day is still terrified of the scene. It was in the trailer too. I think where, where Nicole Kidman walks in, it was like, where's my daughter? It's like, yeah, I am your daughter. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, like, it's really <laughs> creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. It's, I, I really liked it. I just, yeah, it's just, uh, not as good as Sixth Sense. I don't think, but no, it's not as good as Sixth Sense, but it's definitely like kind of more adults, uh, kind of leaning like a little bit slower, a, no, not a slasher. Like right, people right. don't aren't murdered. It's not a serial killer movie. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. and then the ring also comes out around that time, which is kind of like a merging of the two. Yes, and that starts a whole nother trend. Yes, with like Japanese horror remakes. Thing. Yeah, that's a whole. Yeah. Um, what was it? Actually, about six cents. Oh, did you ever see Stir of Echoes? Which I haven't. Okay. <laughs> but i do know it's like the similar concept yes and, and it kind of came movie... out like maybe a month later or something yeah, the poor movie came out like a month or two after six yeah. cents and just i think got killed because it got a lot of like oh it's six cents but not as good i just yeah. watched it actually for the first time maybe like within the past six months uh -huh. um i liked it yeah I, I didn't actually maybe i don't know i didn't think it was as close to six cents as i maybe expected it to be yeah which was I was like, okay, people kind of overreached. It's like, okay, people seeing ghosts. That's basically like, and there's, there, there is a twist, but it's not, I thought they were different <laughs> enough. I thought they were different enough that it's like, but at the time I get it. Like, but with, with distance between them, you know, yeah. I think it's fine. It's, it's a good movie. I recommend it. Um, I was glad I finally I watched it. I always confused it with The Gift. Cause I was, I just had to look that up. Cause I was like, 
what's that Sam Raimi movie? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like at the time it was like, it was very similar. I was just like, I always confused those movies. <laughs> I always confuse Sir Echoes with Frailty. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I felt like they had similar almost posters and they yes, came around probably. the same time and kind of had similar vibes to the trailers. I always mix them up for years, but yeah. um, also a pretty good movie. Uh, I think I saw that oh, a couple years ago. I love um, Frailty. Yeah, it, it was it was a good little movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Sixth Sense comes out like it comes out of nowhere. I remember I just no one yeah. like knew anything about it. And it's like this phenomenon. It got parodied to death like everywhere like yeah everywhere we were all probably tired of... it was a disney movie i didn't realize that i didn't know that oh, yeah time. it was like because <laughs> it's like touchstone or yeah or hollywood pictures or one of the yeah uh, under buena vista i saw that say i was like oh yeah it's disney i forgot yes. like which the blu-ray actually looking at a i think kind of out of print it's not cheap huh. I, yeah i was like oh because it's probably because it's a like disney movie that maybe is like put in like the vault or something and they haven't uh put it back okay. out but yeah i was like because i was looking at the blue i don't own the blu-ray shockingly i was like i don't own six cents what the hell i was looking around i was like <laughs> how do i own this movie and i went on amazon and i was like oh well it's not even that cheap so i guess i'll just rent it on amazon to, yeah. to watch but um but yeah it's it, it came out of nowhere like i don't think anyone expected anything of it i i'm sure we all got tired of the you know hearing i see dead people because i feel like uh -huh. that was like every end to a comedy bit for like the past the six months after this came out was like someone in a blanket being like i see dead people like just yeah. had to work that in everywhere <laughs> it's and it's real and it happens earlier too than i think it i remember because yeah. i feel like it i feel like it happened at like the end of the movie but i think that was when he tells his mom mm -hmm. so but this happens earlier i think it happens like 20 or 30 minutes in when he has that conversation with bruce willis like i think it's after he gets um like bullied by those people and he ends up oh in the yeah 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 it's <laughs> um but yeah but i but another thing that was in that interview is he was like he had the line written out differently but then he was like this kid is gonna kind of regress because he's going through this like really traumatic incident so he's gonna say something even though he's older he's gonna say something in a way that like a younger kid would say it and so that's mm -hmm. why with i see dead people which is interesting that was the right choice it was <laughs> the right choice it was very simple direct to the point yeah i mean that was the line that like caught fire i, I wonder what i don't want the alternate like the original line reading was like i know because that is so direct to the point it's like what what could you have written you know it's like that wasn't that because i'm just looking forward to the day one day when i can retire and i can just read movie scripts and like other things that i mean to read and just like be like <laughs> oh that's interesting yeah, reading is definitely the thing that's put on the back burner for me with of, of <laughs> picking things to do. I'm like, who has the time to read? Like, uh, it's like, I have all these books next to my bed. I'm like, I'll get to you one day. Like, I feel like I have to get like get the flu or something, get sick and like get off work to read these books. But then you just watch movies when you had the flu. That's true. Because reading takes too much energy. You can't win. <laughs> just like, I can lay on the couch, open my eyes. That's it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the I speaking of them kind of the timing of things in the movie, I was surprised like how long they hold off on the reveal of Bruce Willis being dead. Cause I thought it yeah. came a little earlier and it really does not come until it happens after... like five minutes before the movie ends or something. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, it, I don't, yeah. Cause I think he's already back home. I think the scene with Hillary Osment and his mom happens and then you get the reveal that Bruce Willis is dead. Like, and then he's like, he's like, I told, I think they like have a conversation about him telling his mom or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, you need to talk to your wife or something or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I then, think. And then he and then he comes to the realization that he's he's in fact dead. Right. <laughs> it takes uh, it takes a minute. But then he starts noticing like the door to his basement is blocked. And then like, yes, he kind of, I think, remembers getting shot again. See, now it yeah. happens so quick. I'm like, how does it go? But it's yeah, it's way closer than I thought. And it's more. um I don't know. It just kind of happens so quick. You're like, oh, wait, he's dead. <laughs> like, um, he actually has a double twist. Which, oh, yeah. With <laughs> with that. I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's like he sees dead people and then Bruce Willis is dead. Does this count as <laughs> one or two? I don't know. Maybe one and a half. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, maybe a movie if they had, if there wasn't a trailer, we wouldn't know, you know, he sees dead people. As soon as they put that mm -hmm. It's probably like the tagline of the trailer that it's like, oh, he is seeing dead people. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, then that, that kind of becomes his calling card is the twist thing. I, oh, yeah. This is his curse. I I was yes. like. It's a blessing time. and a curse. Yeah. I think at this point he probably thinks it's more of a curse. Like, because every time I see a Shama movie, somebody, like, like I told you earlier, it was like, what's yeah. a twist? It's like, can the man make a movie without a twist? Like, leave him, <laughs> let him be um let him live uh he really plus it's not like he does it just for this movie he keeps doing it so there's a yeah. twist in unbreakable there's i guess would you call it the twist or more of like a things coming together because it's like uh all the the pieces come together in signs yes. and then village again is two twists i think actually yeah uh and after that i it's like then he's just uh you know that that movie i feel like I think I told a story. We did a village podcast a while uh -huh. back and I was telling Hayden, I was like, I've never been in a theater at the, up until that point where people were so angry when the movie ended, the village yeah. and the people were like ready to like rip the seats out. It was like, <laughs> they were very upset. Um, I thought it was a good twist at the time. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking around going, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> like it fooled I me. I love that movie. That I movie love is... that movie, but yeah. I don't think it needs a twist is kind of my take on it yeah it's not necessary um but i i, I love that movie a lot but, and <laughs> yeah. then and lady in the water is just weird it's it is just weird it's another like it's kind of more like signs in a way of like oh these people come together with their certain skills or like uh -huh. the pieces fall into place it's not really yeah. a twist that one that's his real i feel like jump the shark moment because he yeah. cast himself as like what the greatest thinker of our time storyteller yeah. of our time like yikes but talk about cooper rafe and cha-cha real smooth <laughs> emily shaman doing that to himself is like okay pump the brakes buddy <laughs> like he's good up to, he's up to that point he's really good so it's like yeah you are a good storyteller but like when you yourself write oh i'm the greatest storytelling cast yourself it's like i know that's a good double feature you should do lady in the water and cha-cha real smooth there you it's it's the great man's symphony happening. Writer right writer directors who are really high on their own supply. Exactly. <laughs> like, all about themselves. Um, the happening comes. I don't even know if that. I like the happening. I think it's really ridiculous, but I like. I enjoy it. I I can't even enjoy it like in a fun. Really, like, I, can't, I yeah. can't. I think it's just so silly. Like I'm just like this, <laughs> but it also is like really it has really gross moments too. Yeah, it has these weird. I think that was a big deal at the time because it was his first R-rated movie, mm -hmm. I think. And it does have some pretty gruesome deaths, which I was pretty yeah. shocked by. Yeah. But then it just gets, it is so silly. Like, 
you know, like you eye on my lemon drink and <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg talking to a fake plant. The trees. It's the trees. It's like, <laughs> what a line. And also the way he delivers it. It's just, it's magic. I think at least for me, it's bad magic, but it's magic. It's some kind of magic. <laughs> it's like, and the last time I watched it, I think I had not even noticed Zoe Deschanel because I was so focused on Mark Wahlberg's performance yeah. that she's like, just feel like she's dead behind the eyes in that movie. Like, I feel she like she's so miscast in that movie. It's insane. It's, yeah. I feel like the whole time she's mouth open, eyes open. Like, what? Yeah. Like, she's just like, what's happening? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I saw that in a the theater and, uh, I, I remember laughing at probably things that weren't supposed to be funny. I don't even know. Yeah. It, like, has he tried to take that back as like a black comedy these days? Or is he like, I, at the time like... they were trying to spin it as a B movie, but oh. I think that was just like PR spin, you know, yeah. it wasn't, he wasn't, he actually thought, I think he was trying to make like, like a attack of the killer tomatoes or something like that, or, you know, people from planet B or whatever. Right. right. I think that's kind of where it came from, but he's not, he's not silly enough to do that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that is part of the problem. I, uh, <laughs> he yeah. is, he does not have a silly bone in his body. I'm sorry. He just doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he might be, a, he's funny. He's a very congenial guy. Right. But when it comes to filmmaking, it's just not in him. Yeah. That's, it's funny because this is, again, he wants to be like Spielberg. And we yeah. just did the Spielberg podcast. I think he yeah. came up on there about like, comedy just doesn't seem like Spielberg's thing. Like he has funny moments in his movies, but like yeah. when he tries to make an outright comedy, like 1941, I didn't think it worked. I think James disagreed with me, but I was like, it's, it's like, it's weird. These two guys can like tell really good stories and they seem like very nice guys, yeah. but like comedy is either one of their strong suits. I think they just know where a comedy beat needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Like they, they are good storytellers and they're good directors. And the fact that they like, they know when you need a moment of levity, right. but they themselves could not direct like, you know, 40 year old virgin because <laughs> they could not see the comedy, the whole everything in there that makes it. I want to see you know? M. Night Shyamalan's 40 year old virgin. The twist is he's not a virgin the whole time. <laughs> the whole okay, thing was a lot. Never mind. Let's have him make it. Okay. <laughs> now, I want to see it. Where do we write the track? <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. Um, and, and I feel like he's bounced back the past few years, Shyamalan. Like, I think oh, yeah, ever since absolutely. the visit. Yeah. Well, he's, he's done this whole thing where he's self-financing his own films yeah i don't think i That's realized he that got the fire back yeah i don't think i realized that till recently that i, I think i knew he self-financed the visit but yeah. i thought he was getting money i mean he got some help i don't know how it works but like i, I feel like he, i thought he was getting some help past the visit because he kind of proved like yeah i can still make a good movie because that cost like five yeah. million and made like a hundred yeah. um but i guess he's still self-financing even up to knock at the cabin but yeah i think i don't know if he's financing the whole thing but i think he's definitely putting like his like it's kind of like the blumhouse thing where it's like he puts his like whatever profit he makes into the next movie kind of thing okay yeah yeah that makes sense because and his movies oh. are making money like yeah <laughs> i i looked i was like oh he's been doing well because they, they keeps the budget slow and yeah. they all have made pretty good money i think old did the worst but old had the like kind of came out and like COVID was still kind of really going strong. It was like a weird time, I think. And it was like, you know, kind well, of. Well, the, the stupid studios are doing this thing where they put him straight to, you know, streaming whatever three weeks later. Yeah. Knock at the like, Cabin's going to be out in like two weeks. <laughs> I know. I'm like, just let it sit in a theater. Like, what's it going to do? It's just going to keep, like, there's nothing out besides like 
a few movies like yeah. <laughs> there's not really anything out until like maybe march like you just let it sit yeah. there yeah i think i think it starts to get really busy soon it was this, there was this real dead period between like avatar and ant-man yeah. where there really hasn't been much out so yeah. yeah i was surprised they were putting some of the stuff on vod so quickly i don't know yeah. i guess it's like it's a new model i don't know like and it's it's good and bad like i mean like i appreciate sometimes getting to watch a movie at home like Oh, I forgot to mention, I had watched Babylon kind of recently, which is, uh, <laughs> which did, did you like Babylon or no? Uh, I have such complicated thoughts I, on that movie. I do too. I think we're on the same page on this one. I gave it a pretty good rating on Letterboxd, but I still uh -huh. was like conflicted about like, there's just, I mean, there's so much there that it's yes. like, it's like if someone put like 20 meals in front of me and I sampled each one and I'm like well like 10 of these were good and 10 of these were shit I don't yeah. know like what do you how do you rate the meal overall like it was a weird experience like you I don't get know. to a certain point you're so full you're like yeah, it all sucks too. or it's all great you know I'm like I've eaten so much already I don't know how much more it's three hours and 10 minutes Damien Jesus uh like it's like cut cut out some stuff but I, it was a mixed bag I think I yeah. well that came out like Christmas time it's over three hours long yeah so that came on VOD pretty recently like, oh thank god I can watch it at home yeah and enjoy it at my house and take bathroom breaks and you know um so i liked it it's just kind of a mess it's all over the place i <laughs> am glad i saw it in a theater because the the shots of the mo the movie making parts of the movie were the most successful for me yeah i mean that that was good stuff i thought <laughs> and i just thought it was just so cool and it had such a great energy to it um and i thought brad pitt was really good and his storyline was very interesting yeah, I did not expect that where that would end it up. <laughs> and everything with Margot Robbie made absolutely no sense. And I feel like he's never <laughs> met a woman in his life. <laughs> Once again, it's supposed to have these issues with these men not understanding women. I'm sorry. I have to say it. I don't get it. Like her <laughs> styling, the way she talks, the way she interacts with people. She's not, there's, she's not a real human being. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that <laughs> it's funny. I think she's good i it's funny because they try to like drag her on twitter recently for like a yeah. bad performance it took a scene out of context where she yeah. like flips out at a party but like i think margot robbie's doing a good job with what's given to her in the movie and i think you're right that like some of it's kind of weird but i think she's like performing it pretty well like i think she's giving it her all but she's only doing what she's being told exactly. and what's on the what's on the page like she exactly. doesn't she's not the director she's not deciding what's happening right it's he's like you do this out. and say this and she's like okay i'll i'll give it my all exactly. and i feel like she yeah it's her storyline's really weird her whole thing the i whole feel thing. like paper it probably read better than how it came across on the screen <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's just a messy movie and i yeah. kind of like those sometimes like i kind of like when someone goes to a big studio and takes like a bunch of money and then goes and kind of like like they lit it on fire basically i love it do it keep lighting movie theater movie studios <laughs> money on fire please i think the most the best movies are there are not the quote unquote good movies if that makes any sense i yeah. think more people should take risks and i think that's you know the whole thing with superhero movies is there's literally no risk happening in marvel at all <laughs> so that's my big issue as we talked about earlier but i will not go down that path again <laughs> yeah but i mean that's why yeah i kind of have to appreciate babylon because i'm like these kind of movies don't get made much anymore yeah i cannot believe they gave him i think like 100 million dollars or 80 million dollars yes. to make this like and they thought we'll put this thing out at christmas time where it's like there's yeah. elephant shitty on people there's like <laughs> 
what else? Like, there's crazy. Toby like, McGuire doing like the weirdest thing ever. Like I don't know what don't he know was doing. what he was doing. I mean, I appreciate I appreciated it. Right. That's there's so much weirdo stuff in Babylon that I have yes. to appreciate it. But I do think I objectively look at it as like this is a mess of a movie. And oh, it's such a mess. You could cut that movie <laughs> down so much by just like I think honestly getting rid of a lot of the Margot Robbie stuff. And just and not to like completely get rid of rid of women in movies, but I just don't think what she's doing is interesting or wor- worth the story they're telling. Yeah, I was less interested in some of the other guy who I I feel bad I don't I don't know the actor for anything else. He's like the third main lead. Oh um, yeah, I think his name is what is his name? I try to talk while we both look because I everyone loves dead air in a podcast. Um, oh my god, it's really yeah. Diego it would Calma. There you go. Yeah, like I thought some of his stuff could have been cut, maybe. Well, um, I thought his story about coming up through Hollywood as a like on the production side was actually interesting. It was. I just didn't know if we needed as much of it as we you know no, like we did well but the stuff we could have got rid of was all the margot robbie like him being in love with her stuff when i'm oh, like there you go yeah that kind of came out like of... you don't know her she's just <laughs> hot i'm sorry that's also another like a gripe i have with these kinds of movies where it's like touch out real smooth you don't know her she's just really hot this I'm is sorry. true i will give Chacha real smooth a little bit of credit because that opening scene of Chacha real smooth establishes him as like a 10 or 12 year old boy who like does the exact same thing where it's like that's true he falls in love with a woman very quickly and tells his yeah. mom like i love that woman like um you know like it's like so at least there was a little something but yeah it's like that's he, true i that's i real smooth uh but i do think there's a little bit of self-awareness about like he's not a perfect character but then there's some of the weird stuff where people tell him like you're the nicest guy in the world it's like yes you know it's kind of like what 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 are you doing here like you know, so um, yeah there is a lot of that in movies where a guy just sees a woman who's beautiful it's like i'm in love with you and it's like are you in love with her or you just want to <laughs> sleep with her like you know is it and yeah the, that kind of comes out of nowhere in babylon the the whole sub like because they've been together for like hanging out a lot of the movie and it seems like i don't remember anything romantic happening between the two of them and then suddenly one day he's like i love you and it's like well, i guess you could have been hiding these feelings but the movie didn't like Unless I'm well, forgetting. She, I yeah, <laughs> she is just um she's a drug addict. Right. <laughs> Not to simplify everything, but she's a mess of a person. She has no chemistry with him at all. Like she, she has more chemistry with the I can't remember what her name is, uh Lady Faye, Lee Jun Lee. Like she has more oh, chemistry yeah. with That's her true. than yeah. Diego Calva. <laughs> Like Diego Calva is just there to look wide-eyed the whole time and like be in awe of Hollywood. That's true. That's and Margot true. Robbie is there to get punished as a woman who didn't fit the template of Hollywood. <laughs> and Brad Pitt is there to be punished because he's aging. <laughs> it's just like, come on. <laughs> and then it ends with a nice happy movie montage about how awesome movies are, which <laughs> last <laughs> I'm sorry. When I was sitting in the theater, I was like, I was so sad I wasn't with anyone in the theater. I was just like looking like this, like, is anyone else seeing this? Like, this is really how this movie is ending right now? Yeah, I was like, what? And there's like, I think a weird musical choice over it too. It makes it even weirder if I remember right. Like kind of a weird, like, almost circus music. And, uh... And it's, I guess what he's trying to say is like, oh, Hollywood's a shitty place, but they've made some great stuff. It's kind of like... <laughs> That's 100% the thesis of this movie. Okay, yeah, it's I like, mean... 
you're not wrong. <laughs> it's like he's not wrong. It's like is accurate. Movies are awesome, but man, they've it's been you know it's been a shitty place for a long People time. Suck. Yeah, yeah. So this we've we've had a mini Babylon episode in this. We've had a mini <laughs> Now You See Me episode. This is good. This is like a lot of extra stuff snuck in here. Um, I mean, Babylon is fascinating though. I think there should be a mini Babylon in every episode of every podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, I could. Yeah, I think when thoughts. I watched it, I was like, I could have talked about this for a very long time. But uh, <laughs> but um, six cents. We'll get back to six cents. Yes, so, back to six um, cents. What else did you want to say about six cents? I'm not trying to wrap us up. I'm just like, where any what are your no. notes you had or anything? Um, I think, oh, I was gonna say, so you know how he thinks of Spielberg a lot and in mm-hmm. his movie making. The the director he reminds me the most of actually is uh Carpenter. Oh, okay. Just in the way he like uses framing and like the fact that he like goes across genres in in horror really well. I don't know. I just think of him when I think of M. Night Shyamalan. And the fact that they do take they, I mean, at least Carpenter used to, like he used to take all these chances and make all these different kinds of movies. And he was well known for like making a movie, making it well, making it on budget. And that's kind of reminds me of M. Night Shyamalan a lot. That I I had not thought of it, honestly, but when you say it, <laughs> when you say it and watching Sixth Sense today, I'm like, especially earlier Shyamalan, I, I like I and always like Carpenter is like, I always call him like workmanlike, which I don't want to sound like yeah. a knock. I just think he's very like Carpenter movies are always very clean the way he yeah. shoots them. Like they're always very like controlled, like he really knows what he wants to show you and is very assured of himself, which is like watching Sixth Sense today. I was like, wow, yeah. he really like there's a real quiet control to this and like he knows exactly what he wants you to see in the frame like when's a ghost gonna kind of pop up or run by it's like you know both had their like breakout movie with like the sixth sense and halloween and stuff like that it's kind of interesting how their careers have kind of mirrored each other and they they both had some big misses at some points and they had to kind of go do some stuff that was kind of like not their you know probably not their, their liking but um, you could say like Starman is kind of like the unbreakable of you know for Carpenter. See that you could see that. I'm sure they live. It's a more the serious movie. They live in signs. It's an alien. Yeah. Stuff. Um. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I mean, just the because they both seem like they're pretty controlled. They're not. I don't. I don't think of Shyamalan as like super flashy in his directing. No, like, he's not really flashy. He's like so good at using the lo-fi techniques of making things pop like you were saying with the the kitchen and just opening all the cabinets to show that there's a ghost there right and this you know what scared me as a kid a lot for some reason really freaked me out when he walks in Haley Johnson walks into the kitchen and that woman is there oh uh-huh oh it's like I'm not your mom and it's like she, yeah. she cut herself i that I don't know what just scared the shit out of me as a kid because it's like I, it's just the way that he I don't, I'm trying to how to say it like the way he does it is like he's just showing you this ghost but like it, she's just creepy in the way that she just kind of just like I'm not your mother and it's I, it's not overdone it's not like it's complete some there's not like some huge you know like sting in the music or anything it's just it's just no scary. it's just like it's like this is that the first ghost he interacts with I can't remember or that you see or is it the guy with the bullet I can't remember or the gun I think shot she might be the first I think so it's like it's really jarring 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's like very jarring, and it's very much You're like, like oh, oh, okay. Shit, there's ghosts. Yeah, it's like and and they're scary. It's like it's yes. not you know. And I, I just imagine putting yourself in your your shoes of a kid. You walk into your kitchen. If you think it's your mom and it's this ghost woman turns around and it's like, that's terrifying. Like, I can't think of much else scary that as a kid, you know? Yeah. And Haley Joel Osment, like, and he was talking about how he picked him as the actor and how he's just was so, has so much empathy as a kid, as like someone that young. Mm-hmm. And you need an actor like that who's going to not be scared of these people and be like, okay, how can I help them? It's like, how's a 10-year-old going to grasp that he needs to help, like, these ghosts move on? It's like, because, right. you know, that's going to be the rest of his life. Right. He needs some He needs some help Bruce Willis, too, because yeah. I feel like he is very scared at first, as he yeah. should be. Uh, yeah. And then kind of, like, kind of starts to get it, I feel like. Um, yeah, with the Misha Barton ghost, yeah. that's where it all turns. Mm-hmm. And that is... You know, besides, I think the gunshot kind of scared me. Like, it was like, ah. And then there's the people hanging, which grossed. Like, that just freaks me out. I don't like oh, like, hanging. Like, that really freaked me out. Yeah, that scared us all. I remember on the vacation we watched together, everybody was like, oh, I don't like that. (laughs) Like, that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. But the most, the creepiest part of the movie is the mom who poisons the daughter. Yes. Yeah. It's like, and like it has that great shot where you hear what's happening from the videotape from the kid and you and you're panning all throughout these people at the funeral and they're all realizing that she's killed her daughter and she's wearing this bright red outfit and bright red lipstick and she's like smiling and enjoying this funeral and it's just like it is so creepy. It's. Yeah, it's horrifying. The implication of what she's done to her own kid is like, yes, you, it's kind of like almost one of the things where I want to know more about that situation, but they, you know, they don't give us more. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, great, Jesus. like economic economy of like storytelling, because then you also hear people whispering, like, oh, the younger's daughter's starting to experience. Yes, symptoms. I caught that this time. I don't know if I caught it before yeah. about, yeah, like the younger daughter's getting sick now too. It's like, oh, because the mom's poisoning her too. The mom's exactly or something. Yeah, and it's. it's just- so oh it's just so <laughs> gross it's yeah it's I, that that whole little kind of i don't know subplot where they go solve that little mystery uh-huh. is so good and so that whole section's so well done and again economic because it doesn't take too long but we get all the information we need pretty quickly yeah, um it's probably like five minutes maybe yeah maybe 10 but most i think yeah. 10 like it like and we get everything that's going on and we're like oh like that's what's happening and then just the yeah. whole like how crazy that would be if like just like thinking now like this random little kid walks into your house and shows you that and then you have to confront your wife. Everyone's yeah. probably like, where'd that little kid go? Give like, <laughs> who was that like, kid? Uh, like, wait, what? The hell was that kid? Um I you always thinking this too, but the ghost too, the Shyamalan shows them like the even the ghosts are hanging, the ghosts in the kitchen. Yeah. Like most of the ghosts are just shown to you in kind of like just normal lighting. They're not like yeah. hidden in the shadows, they're not yeah. like uh, they're just there. Like it's not even. Yeah, the ghost that comes by the car, just broad daylight, just yeah. a ghost. It's like he doesn't do anything, like try to hide them. Really, it's just like they're just there. Which I guess is just kind of more about how Haley Jossman is seeing them. They're just appearing to him, like broad exactly. daylight. Ever we go. The one where he uses the most trick, which is like an easy trick, is the ghost in the closet, where you just oh. hear the words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> so creepy. Oh, this that, should... 
<laughs> it's good. It's very subtly creepy. I appreciate yeah. like the the subtlety he uses because there's a lot of people yeah. want to go bigger and scarier, and it's like it's creepier because he doesn't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's and I know it's been said a hundred times, but Hillary Josman really is like one of the most incredible kid performance I've ever seen, yeah. like in a movie. Like I was really like he does so much. Like he just does so much this movie. Like he's got to be a scared little kid, but then he's like yeah. he has to give these like the dramatic thing the thing when his mom Tony Collette in the car when he has yeah. to deliver all that. He's so good. Like so much emotion through him. Like yeah. it's he's so good. Like it's just crazy. I'm like, how was a kid this good? <laughs> like like it's an it's incredible. Yeah, he is just and I think his parents were acting teachers. Oh, well, that, that helps explain a little bit. <laughs> it explains a little bit. Like, he's around artistic people, and so he probably picked up on some of that stuff. And if he, like, came from artistic people, maybe that's, like, a part of him also, you know? Yeah. I just, it, it, like, his performance is so unique. And it's kind of interesting how he got stuck in this kind of, like, sad kid mode after this. Oh, with, yeah. With, like, pay it forward. And AI. AI. <laughs> Like, I, I, feel, about I kind of wish he could have done something a little bit funnier. Like, I kind of wish he was in the Stuart Little movies or something. So he could, like, <laughs> let him some have fun. some fun. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, someone has told me he's in a funny romantic comedy just came out, like, this past weekend oh. uh, with Allison Brie. Um, and someone said, my friend told me he's really funny. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. I don't really see him be very funny. Uh, but it's like, um, good for him. He's probably yeah. one of those kids that's like a lot of money too, that's just doing whatever they want as an actor now. But, um, God bless. God bless. I, <laughs> man, I haven't thought I pay it forward in a long time, but I, I'll never forget when someone told me I happened to pay it forward. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's how pay it forward is. I, I like, know, man, that movie. Oof. That's a rough yeah, one. We got I don't want to go down that path, but that, um, I, yeah, I'm trying to think. So again, watching it this time, like knowing Bruce Willis is dead, uh-huh. I really, even knowing that I don't, it, it's crazy how much Shyamalan protects that twist. I think he makes so many smart choices and like to, you know, to yeah. make you, to make you never really doubt, like, the, cause I think I'm trying to think of a good example. There's movies I watched where there's a twist and then I go back and I'm like, oh, it's it's obvious, like yeah. um, what's going on. Um, and maybe because I've seen a lot of movies, but like I oh, I always use the example. I feel bad picking the movie. Uh, Good night, mommy. I've never Have seen you... that. Okay, but well, I won't say what happens. But I thought the okay. twist was like brutally obvious, like from uh... the get go. And I can only imagine playing a second watch, but like. Sixth Sense, I was like, yeah, the thing with the dinner where he gives you that one line of happy anniversary, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, she said something, and you're like thinking it's to him, and then, um. There's like little things about like he never see him interact with anybody else by Taylor Jossman, but that yeah. doesn't really cross your mind. I, I don't think. I think uh, at one point is he sitting with Tony Collette, and it's like it's almost like they just finished a conversation when yes. Taylor Jossman walks in. It's like it's just so good. All these little subtle things that make you kind of never really think like, oh, he's yeah, he holds it very close to the close to the chest. Like he's like he he just speaking of magicians. He lets you see what he wants, he wants you to see. It's all coming back around. Bringing it all back to magic. Um, exactly. You would love the masked magician. Do you remember that guy from like Fox back in the day? There was a guy in like a black and white kind of mask. And he would, I was obsessed with this thing because I did kind of like magic as a kid. Like I went to like magic stores. Yeah. Is you're this like, a really like triggering episode for you? I'm sorry. You're, like, I'm, like, you're like, I'm never stuff. talking to me again. I like cha-cha real smooth. I enjoyed <laughs> magic as a child. 
you're like this fucking guy um but <laughs> the masked magician would come on and like reveal magic secrets that was his he had these specials where it's like uh, the yeah. mask he's gonna reveal the biggest secrets in magic mm -hmm. and like I feel like you like that guy. If he's just shitting all over magic, like he just ruins all the all the surprises. He's like, this is all bullshit. I appreciate. I, I appreciate that. Maybe I should go look that up. <laughs> you should. You'll you'll probably laugh when you see what he looks like. <laughs> um, it's uh, it was pretty ridiculous. But um, I'll get back to magic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like um, so yeah, I think yeah, this time I was more. It almost played better as like a like a drama between like between Haley Joel Osment and his mom and just their relationship yeah, is so great. And then the stuff with Bruce Willis and his wife is just so sad, kind of even knowing like what he thinks his wife or what's going on with his wife and what's actually happened to his wife is just. Yeah. Like, and so something that came up in this interview about like how it transformed from like a serial killer movie to like a therapeutic movie almost mm -hmm. for him. And he was said something that, something that he either thought of himself or someone told him about I can't remember but he was like when he's looking when he's making a screenplay he always goes one step further like he doesn't like to leave anything unexplored oh uh-huh and so I think that's kind of how he came to where he was with like all these it kind of became a relationship drama between like Bruce Willis and his wife and Hilla Joel Osment on his mother I mean, yeah, I could see that. That's all still yeah. that's all still pretty strong too. That's like yeah. I could just watch that movie about yeah. <laughs> like uh about all that. And I forgot the whole like I guess sublight you call about uh his wife and the other guy that she works yes. with. Forgot all about that stuff. Um and just yeah, you're like, oh well they're just a dis oh the one time I think other stuff when Bruce Willis comes into the house and like I think dinner's on the table, just one plate, but then his wife's already asleep, so we can't yeah. talk to her. Yeah. And then there's another time it's like he keeps finding read. Oh, she's in the shower. So it's yeah. like, he doesn't talk to her. Then there's all these like times that he finds like times you might not talk to somebody. <laughs> I'm yes. like, yeah, this is good. This is good. You did a good job. M night. This is really, <laughs> this is really clever. Um, it's just so good. I was just so impressed with like how well it's written, how well it's put together. The acting is so good. I was like, mm. man, this is a good movie. Like I just was like, loved it more than I've ever loved it. Um, I forgot it was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, was that for Best Picture? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I forgot that too. <laughs> I thought it was just screenplay. And I remember there was some, I think Haley Joel got nominated. But then also did. it was Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor for Tony or for Haley Joel and Actress for Tony Collette. Wow. I'd forgotten all that. <laughs> that's that's I a know, tough I year too. I forgot about that too. And that's a, yeah, and that's a really busy year for movies, as we said like earlier. It's like one of yeah. The, I'm with you. And I, I and I but I remember it coming up a few years ago when like Get Out got the nominations and stuff. Oh yeah, because yeah. I think that yeah. was like the last time, couple of times horror movies have been nominated. Yeah, wow. And I feel like people really wanted Hillary Jawsmith to win at the time. Yeah. I can't remember who beat him, but uh, but they hate giving kids Oscars. I swear they really don't want to give a kid an Oscar. <laughs> like. It's like the Tatum O'Neill thing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Like, what do They're you do after you win an Oscar? You know? <laughs> They're protecting these kids from peaking too early. Exactly. You know, like, we can't give you an Oscar. It'll be your career will be <laughs> over. Um, I, yeah, I got. I think I'm having like Michael Caine, like Souderhouse Rules or something, who won over Haley Jawsman. Like, that might be it. That really, that and all I remember weird. that movie is his little like good night. Kings of New England, you princes that of Maine. Or... so weird. <laughs> I've never seen it. I I just, yeah, no, it was an I, Oscar movie. I have seen it. It's been a long time, but like 
he's just like he's high on ether most of the time and like he performs <laughs> abortions and like Charlize what? Theron is like the girl that Tobey Maguire falls in love with because she has an abortion there and she's recovering. It is a weird movie. I just thought it was like about a boy's orphanage. I didn't know any of it. And that's a part of it too. Wow. Okay. I just I know. That stuff. Wow. Um, That's weird. <laughs> that's a weird. Very weird. Okay. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's trying to think what else you going to say. Uh, I yeah I love how it it wraps up at the end like again like I know every time it's a twist but there's so much more to it than the twist like even knowing the twist and watching for the stuff just it's a good drama with good acting like it's just really he makes really it well- seem so simple and it's like you can't copy this what he's doing he can't even copy himself after right. all this time, you know? <laughs> he can and he's made good movies like right after this but they were all yeah. different from Six Sense yeah. besides I guess having twist but yeah he, he just can't duplicate what he had here there was some kind of no. secret sauce i don't know like he just um yeah i don't know what else to say about it what else did you want to say about success i i i think it's so good it's it's a magical movie to bring it back to magic again it's a magical <laughs> so much so much magic um <laughs> now we have to now you see me now you see me too uh, there we go we... i'm ready let's, <laughs> let's do a double bill Oh my God, I would actually have, I think, so much to say about both those movies. Like, oh, I think I would too. The things that happen in those movies are yeah. bananas. Like, I just like, um, so crazy. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Six Sense is great. I don't know if we're breaking a new ground there, but I'm glad we talked about <laughs> no. it because, yeah, I mean, I how I find most people, like, if someone comes on a podcast, I'm like, we're gonna talk about it, go to their letterbox. I'm like, what are they giving five stars to? And I go from there and I saw Sixth Sense. I was like, well, that's a good one. And it's like, Knock at the Cabin just came out. Yeah. I was like, good timing on the Shyamalan stuff. So um, yeah, I'm glad we talked about it. And I know I mentioned to you before, do you want to do our top three M.I. Shyamalan movies? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel like I'm unsure about mine, even right now, but I feel uh-huh. like I feel like uh, I, can, I can make it work. So um, did you want to go first from like three to one? Uh, yeah and mine are like not in any kind of special order i like oh, when I okay. do top tens i don't usually do 10 to 1 because it's like i'm so fluid and i bounce around so much i can't i can't pick one um <laughs> that's fair that's but fair. <laughs> and also to be fair because the sixth sense there's like sometimes there's just movies that shouldn't be a part of the conversation because they're obviously good so I took six cents out because it's just like it's above everything else, you know? Okay, that makes sense. I think I'm gonna take it out of mine too then. Cause it's like it is it's a little too obvious. Like it's so good. It's like, okay, come on. Wait, it's like it's like Yeah, it's like saying, you know, Citizen Kane is like one of the best movies or Vertigo is one of the best movies. It's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Give me something else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right, I gotta go look at mine while you're doing yours because now I'm like okay. So uh, the first one I'm gonna say is the village. I think I said earlier that's one of my favorites. I really appreciated the village way more talking about it with hate on that episode, like because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I'm like, no, this is a great movie. Like, and I don't mind the twist. I know when you're kind of right, doesn't really need a twist, but I just yeah. I don't. It really has two. Well, it doesn't again, it has... bother me also because it kind of makes sense with like everything going on in the movie. You right, know? right. It's it's a tw- it's a twist though that I think brings up a lot of like logistical questions though, <laughs> like oh, absolutely you don't necessarily want to be thinking about. You're like, but wait, how did they? But they say like a couple things, like we we bought the airspace or something. And like, yeah, what? okay, it's like <laughs> it's like the opposite of the sixth sense in those terms that it's like <laughs> not subtle at all. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a... weird. it's like okay, sure, 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe that. It's like, yeah, a little tougher to buy, I think, but yes. uh, I, it's a, it's a beautiful movie. It's got an amazing I score. Think it, just, it looks so amazing. And I love Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh the, yeah. And the, I, I think just the idea of having someone be blind in a horror movie. I mean, it's not new. It's like, you know, they had Audrey Hepburn did that movie like a billion years ago. And I think, oh, yeah. Like, it's not new, but he uses it in such a perfect way because, like, it's, like, everything around her is beautiful, but she can't see it. And I'm just, like, that's so sad. I don't know. But she handles it. She's just, like, such a per- – she handles everything so perfectly. And I just – and I love the creature design in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do like the look of those those monsters. It's, like, it's different, I think. it's It kind of reminds me of uh, whatever they called in The Dark Crystal, those oh. creatures. Shit, I'm not going to know because I've maybe seen that movie one time in my life and I cannot. Yeah, but I think, are they called Slee Stacks or is that something else? That's what I was thinking too, but I think that's like Land of the Lost or something. Maybe it is. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to look it up because I am obsessed. <laughs> I have to know the information. <laughs> yeah, why is it funny? We both went Slee Stack, but I don't think that's the right. It must be something no, close I don't, to that. I don't think it's a Slee Skeksis. Skeksis. Okay, yes, yes. yes. It's an S. That's why. That's <laughs> it's two kind of nonsense words with an S. I, yeah, it's like it's they're similar. I get it. Um... <laughs> but yeah, the creature design in that movie I think is really interesting mm-hmm. and kind of not what you expected. And they they originally had some completely different creature design that looked really bad. And so I'm glad oh. that they went with <laughs> what they went with. Oh man, I kind of want to see those now. I want to see if they have pictures of the original. Yeah, they have them. It's really easy to find. You should look them up. It's kind of crazy. Okay, I'll flip that up. So, um, yeah, the village is great. It's I think it's finally getting appreciated now. Although it's still on Blu-ray, which is weird. All right, go ahead. You give me one. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to take Six Cents out too because that would have been my number one. I'll just say that that would have been if I I did rank them and. Like, it's obvious. Yeah, it's a little too obvious. So uh, my number three, man, it's tough. I'm deciding between <laughs> two. Uh, I, I want to say the, your heart? I, <laughs> the village is close. The village is four. Yeah. But I'm going to say signs in my number three. Ah. I think it's really good. Uh, it, you know, it is to now it's a little weirder with like the Mel Gibson and like all yeah. that stuff. But it's really well made. And that fucking alien in the in the home video from like Mexico is still one yeah. of the craziest things i've just jumped out of my chair when it's so <laughs> like yes, I, being... I watched that recently with my daughter and it's i hadn't seen it in a billion years i don't even think i watched that closely when i watched it before um but yeah it's so good and like joaquin phoenix is great and once again the kid actors are amazing in that movie like it's just yeah. and it's, a, and it's such a perfect <laughs> use of like a farmhouse you know right yeah they, they use everything perfectly um but yeah, but the thing that just like took me out of it was just the horrible CGI at the end, which oh, is yeah. so bad. <laughs> I try to forget about that part. <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's kind of important. Smart. Um, yeah, that it does kind of take you out of it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I could forgive it, uh, because the rest it, of it's like I totally get. I forgive bad stuff all the time. But it really, <laughs> I think I just because I saw it like two, two or three weeks ago, and it just like really stuck out to me. Right. I haven't seen it in a long time. That's everything. So I'm kind of going off like my my gut here, like um, that I remember really liking it. Um, so maybe I don't know, but I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with the 
the the signs of my number three. I'll Stick say by your gun. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So what's your next one? So my next one is probably glass. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I had a really hard time with glass because. <laughs> And it's my fault. I don't think it's the movie's fault. It's one of those times when I went in expecting something uh-huh. and did not get what I expected at all. And I think M.I. Chamberlain knew what he was doing and completely just like said, yeah, oh, you want that? Well, fuck you. You're not getting that. <laughs> like, yes. uh, you know, and I kind of appreciate the time. I did not appreciate it because I was really yeah. pissed. I was like, damn it, M. Night. Like, why? Um, so, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I uh I absolutely understand why people don't like that movie, but that movie absolutely worked for me in every way. This is your shot that real smooth. Like <laughs> the anti-superhero superhero movie. It oh, it's very much the anti like superhero movie. It is like completely it's like I'm not going to give you the satisfying like superhero type yeah, ending. Exactly. And, so I I can respect it for that. I think at the time I just was like I just didn't want that. I don't know. I just was like Yeah. You know, I, I'm bad. I'm trying to get better about that. Is like going to a movie expecting it doesn't give me what I expect, and I get up, I get like mad at the movie. I'm like, well, that's not the movie's fault. That's it's me, you know. But it's like, it's tough. I, uh, you know, so um, I should really. I want to see it the once. I need to see it again. So yeah, um, I need to rewatch them too because I actually don't think I've ever seen Unbreakable. Oh wow! I think that's the one I haven't seen. Man, yeah, I. <laughs> it's. I would recommend it. I think it's pretty great. I, like, I know I've seen parts of it, and I don't know if it's just, like, the trailer that I've seen, like, a bunch from, like, like watching DVDs and VHSs. But I just, like, you know that scene where he's, like, in the hospital, and they're like, everyone died but him. Like, that just mm-hmm. sits in my brain, like, really heavily, that image. Um, but I don't know. The glass just absolutely worked for me, and I think a lot of it has to do with, um like James McAvoy and I love him in in that movie and I like the idea of like an organization I know this is gonna sound really weird I mean but it's like (laughs) the anti like league of justice you know they're trying to stop superheroes I think it's just interesting (laughs) okay yeah yeah I almost kind of forgot about that as like the plot point yeah (laughs) yeah um and they had uh they had four leaf clover was it no three leaf clovers because they're normal like that was their sign oh my because... god yeah I forgot about that too yeah. <laughs> and it's just like wow and it's just like there's a lot of thought in there and I don't know it doesn't come together for everyone and like it doesn't even all come together for me but I just appreciate what he's doing I I get it I get it <laughs> um because I watched what did I watch uh, um. Like split not too long ago, I think for a show with Lindsay uh-huh. for shock and all, and I thought I should probably watch Glass again, but I did. I didn't follow up on it, but I, I, uh, I would rewatch it. I just because I really need to go, go in expecting. Now I would now I would know what to expect. I wouldn't be caught off guard by like what he's doing. So I think I would definitely appreciate it more honestly. Yeah, so. and I think it's also kind of long for a Shyamalan movie. I think it might be like two hours or something because a lot of his movies are like an hour and 30 hour 40 minutes mm-hmm. so i feel like it might be a little bit longer so it's like you might not be in the mood <laughs> to watch a long movie because you're expecting something shorter it is over two hours but like yeah. two hours and 10 minutes and it's like the only yeah you're right it's like the only one that's over two hours it's weird yeah huh. so okay. he's like kind of testing your patience that movie which i <laughs> totally understand yeah the whole thing is very 
uh, I think audacious because <laughs> I think, it is. I think oh, he had a lot of it is audacious. It's, it's pretty bold because he had a lot of goodwill coming off Split. Yeah, because like Visit did good, but then Split's even better. I feel like, and people love Split. And then mm -hmm. he got to fall, but people were so excited for Glass. I remember being in the yeah. theater for that that Bruce Willis reveal at the end of Split. People were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And then we're like, "We're getting Glass," and it's like he's bringing it together. And then it's like, then he's like, "Well." Sorry, like I'm not going to give you yeah. the satisfying thing you wanted. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a bold choice. It's like the anti-end game, and I love it. it. Makes me happy, <laughs> especially for the time it came out. That's pretty. It's like yep. always our super movies, and he does this. Um, you know what? I think I realized I just kind of messed up by taking Six Sense out, and I think you know I'm going to stick with it now. I'm going to actually because I put Science at three. <laughs> I kind of meant to put Village at three, but you know what? It's close enough. I'll put Village at two. <laughs> All right, cool. I like Just it. Making up my own rules. Uh, I did see that more recently, and I really liked Village. So I'll say Village yes. is my number two, um, which we already talked about. A, we just talked about a bunch. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Score's great. Bryce Dallas Howard's great. Um, it's yeah, it's it's. I think it's also the best use of like an M Night Shyamalan cameo, because I think he's one of the people who helps them or he's at the oh yeah you you don't quite see him station. yeah you don't quite see him he's like in the ranger station and they yeah. open up like a glass like refrigerator or yeah. you can see him in this door it's glass uh -huh. and he's talking um but you don't ever like you hear his voice yeah. we don't really see him fall on so i was like oh very subdued i'm not <laughs> like, yeah it's it the best use of it because i think signs is the most egregious besides like the lady in the water oh yeah <laughs> yeah and i forgot yeah he's so in six funny. six cents briefly it's just a doctor yes. i was like okay that's uh -huh. pretty yeah that's like not going overboard there okay um yeah yeah village is is very good I, it's very close to that in science anyway so yeah two three it's fine uh, i yeah. shouldn't like you just been, i don't even rank these but it's like <laughs> um okay so if i yeah back to we not we talked about village so yeah um what what's your other one all right it's gonna be split to complete the oh there you go <laughs> So you've seen the love split, of glass is split. You've seen split and glass, but not unbreakable. I know it's that weird. is fascinating. Okay, yeah, you... <laughs> I gotta um, see unbreakable. I know you really see it because it's my number one <laughs> after is it unbreakable. Uh, yeah, so I mean, technically number two behind six cents, but I think unbreakable is great. Like I think unbreakable is really really good. Holds up really well. Still doing that like kind of anti superhero thing while yeah. still embracing like being a super movie or talking about comic books, but it's, it's, it's really good. Bruce Willis really good again. Sam Jackson's really good in it. Yeah. Um, I just else. feel like I remember reading that it was like really depressing. Kind of. I mean, if you, but if you like glass, I think it's less depressing yes, than glass. It so. probably is. And so it just kind of stuck in my head. And so I've never searched it out. And it's, yeah, it's kind of downbeat, but yeah. it's like, it's, I think it's, it's really not like any of his movies are like real picker uppers or anything, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> like, um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, Unbreakable. I really recommend it. If like it's yeah. so crazy, like that, how good Six Sense is. Like this would be yeah. most people's clear best movie, but he made Six Sense. So um, yeah, I just I think it's really good. I actually want to rewatch it now. I probably should just sit down and rewatch Unbreakable and Split and Glass at some point. Just like, do the trilogy. Do the, do the trilogy, knock it out. Um, yeah, I think you would like it. I mean, especially if you like Glass and Split. Yes. So, um, well, I, the thing about Split is that, as I was saying in Glass, I love the James McAvoy performance so oh, okay. much. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he is just 
absolutely stellar in split and he is so menacing and he does it without the use of like uh like there is some cgi but like he just does it by being small and being big like he uses his whole body when he's becoming the different parts of himself and i think it's really fascinating and like the thing with anya taylor joy i think is really interesting like they're like it's still a little problematic like some of the stuff that's happening but i think he tries to handle it in the best way possible and i just i i think and then the ending at the with the unbreakable thing it's just like he did it he was able to top himself with the <laughs> twist yeah that's true and you didn't I didn't, think it could happen i did not see that one coming at all yes. it was like shocked in the theater I was like what was like, yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah I mean it really I I it's so funny too with M.I. Shyamalan I I can't remember a director where I thought oh they their career is over like I thought he yeah. was dead in the water yeah. after like the com the combo a four like hit combo of Lady in the Water the happening then having to go do Last Airbender, uh-huh. and then After Earth. When he did After Earth, I was like, "This man's career is in the toilet." <laughs> like, I was like, "This is not good." And then After Earth is awful. I don't. I saw the trailer like fifty times before I never saw the movie. I was like, "I don't want yeah. to see this movie." Yeah. Um, I thought like they were trying to like hide his name at that point. It's like how low he got. It was like we don't yeah. want you to know who made this. Like, yeah. Um, doing for hire jobs. Like, um. I thought he's not coming back. It was like he's done. I was like yeah. he's never gonna make. And then yeah, the visit comes out, and we're all like, oh, he's back. Okay, <laughs> he just needed a five million dollar movie. That, when that first came out, I think it was just like he produced it, and they had he used like almost a pen name for the director part. But then it came out that he directed it or something. Oh, okay. See, I thought that was the deal with like the movie Devil. Have you seen Devil? Yes. Uh-huh. I like Devil, but I kind of thought it was like he just produced yeah. that. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and wrote it, I think. But uh. But yeah, he yeah, they, I feel like he, he was like blacklist almost like we're not going to say his name like his name became tied to like just it was like toxic almost. It was like yeah, his, his name story is just amazing. And I I just so the thing about Shyamalan and, you know, the, this is what I always talk about with him is that he does things that no one else does. And he tells human stories in a way that are interesting in like this kind of horror thriller realm that no one else is doing his i mean yeah his stuff is different i i actually appreciate it now more yeah that because we talked so much stuff is like the same and then a a Shyamalan movie will come out you're like oh this is like a little different and it's from his unique voice whether you like it or not it's like you know it's like it's unique he's writing it, he's directing it like um because we have so few, I feel like writer directors now, especially now, who don't get yeah. either swallowed up by doing like a big franchise. Like he's doing his own stuff consistently. Yeah. Like the most yeah. recent example of this is probably like Ty West, right? Doing probably. the X and Pearl. Probably, yeah. I, I was thinking of guys like Ari Aster or um oh god, who's the other guy I was thinking of? You go hand in hand, Ari Aster and oh boy. <laughs> uh I don't know. He, did the witch oh, robert Eggers, robert Eggers. yes uh guys the like Robbie. that and jordan and jordan peele yes um those three guys i always think of are, are guys who are currently getting their own weird projects made with like yeah. studio money i don't know how much um 
Ager is going to be able to do that because he made the Northman. I don't think it did very well. And he got like $80 million and I don't think it <laughs> paid off. It made, he... a, it made a lot of money actually on VOD, I think, or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I think I, I thought I looked and I was like, oh no, he didn't, you know. It like didn't it quite... didn't make a lot of box office, but I think it made a lot of VOD or something like that. I think I read that or heard that somewhere. Okay. Or well, that's good. That possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend you're right because I want it to be true because <laughs> I, I wanted to like those kind of people like the, the fact that I named like three guys I'm like they can get stuff made and of course it's always still guys like Tarantino and people who yeah. can get stuff done but like they're few and far between you know these days it's kind of you know yeah. so I appreciate Shyamalan just doing his own thing they're all men this is true <laughs> that is true let's not well, forget this it's a lot harder for women to get out of director jail if they make a mistake oh, absolutely it's bananas i uh who was i just talking to, i was talking about Catherine bigelow to somebody and yeah. like uh that poor woman got thrown in director jail for like a pretty long time and then like uh after because strange days bomb and strange days is a great movie and then yes. it took her years to come back and make a uh, hurt locker and and then i feel like she wins the oscar and then yeah. i think kind of has a bomb uh, what like detroit or something detroit? like had uh -huh. a couple movies that, and then she's back like kind of off again like oh you're done like and there was some other female directors thinking of recently who like made like one kind of bomb and then they were like you're julie never directing there's a big example of that but who sorry julie tamor oh. across the universe and like all the shakespeare stuff that's right yeah it's like it it's definitely a thing it's definitely like you, and there's some guys who just uh, keep getting chances, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, yep. I can't even think of any of the bad mouth off my head. But there's like, um, there's definitely some directors where I'm like, they let that guy have. It's like what? It's like, <laughs> well, it became the whole like you get sucked into. <laughs> excuse me, sorry. The you get sucked into the the Marvel universe because you did your one off, like Colin Trevorrow. You did your smaller film, Safety Not Guaranteed, and then they're like we're going to make you do three Jurassic Park movies. And it's like <laughs> the only person who successfully like disengaged themselves from that seems to be Ryan Johnson. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like Everyone else is like, they're stuck in the Marvel verse making those movies or they're, you know, not make, are they in TV or not making movies anymore, you know? Right. Or you have to tie yourself to like a star, like uh, yep. Christopher Corey, I think is like Tom Cruise's guy. Yep. Uh -huh. He makes some very good movies, Tom Cruise, but he's like, he's, he's attached Tom Cruise. And then Rock has some guys who I don't think, like, they're guys who I'm like, this guy, like, wrote, what's that guy's name? Rowan Marshall Thurber or something, you know, yeah. like, he's, it's like. Mark Wahlberg so, has his guy, the, is it uh, David Greengrass or something like that? That sounds right. Uh, <laughs> it's like, they all find a guy yeah. that kind of attach themselves to, but I don't even know how much the director actually calling the shots on those projects. Yeah. I imagine, like, the Rock and Mark Wahlberg kind of like probably kind of in the background like pointing like do this do that you know like yeah. um make me look good type thing but um <laughs> there's you know like babylon said hollywood's got a lot of problems a lot of problems as babylon said famous <laughs> last words so much um yeah i mean it just uh, yeah i was like female directors already get fewer chances and then yep. if anything goes wrong it's like it's quicker to pull the to pull that away from them so oh, yeah and then also even look at like a woman uh, who's a person of color like gina uh prince blythewood with the woman king last year it's like oh, yeah like even more like you know even more disengaged from it from the hollywood system because you know you're a woman and you're black you know it's crazy right 
it's like more it's more things against her for Hollywood. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not great. Um, yeah, they it, it, yeah. It, the funny thing is, like, of all the guys that we met, like, and my Shyamalan, I think, is the example of someone who who did work really hard to get back and was gone for it. Yeah was on the outs for a while and then now finances his own stuff. So it's like, he, but there, I wish I could think of the examples. I had like a few the other day where I was like, this guy, and that guy, and this guy, I'm like, yeah. these guys still get to direct. Uh, I don't know what Colin Trevorrow is doing, but they were going to hand Colin Trevorrow, like everything. He was going to get a star Wars movie, star Wars, Jurassic park. And Earth. I feel like he was going to do something else. They pulled the star Wars thing away from him. They were like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Some of these guys that get to keep, getting shots and i don't i don't understand <laughs> but you know what can you do uh it's well, just gotta like... keep championing people like m night Shyamalan. that's the yes. lesson of this podcast <laughs> yes people do it the right way i think uh the more you know <laughs> babylon teaches everything we need it's like, that's how babylon should have ended with the more you know <laughs> Oh boy. Um this was great. This was like three mini episodes inside of a larger episode. <laughs> it's like Russian nesting dolls of a, a podcast. Um but uh well thank you so much for coming on and doing yeah, this. Yeah, no this problem. Was, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Um you'll have to come back. We don't have to do now you see me, but the option is on the table. <laughs> I, I am not against it. I, I'm not either. I keep joking, but I'm like, I really it'd probably be going if, like what if you do what? like a summer movie you know little mini feature or little mini you know run you should do those kinds of movies like the films that got weird sequels <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay that's actually a interesting idea now i want to think of like movies that got you know in like weird sequels and like okay yeah. we really might think on this one yeah because <laughs> i guess the first one did i didn't think it did that well but i guess it did pretty well and then they made that it weird did sequel. well enough you know yeah and they didn't call it now you don't that's the yeah that's the big mistake oh, oh that's what a tragedy um but um anyway thank you again uh i would yeah. you want to plug people can follow you anything you might be working on other podcasts you might be on anytime soon um not anytime soon but you can follow me on twitter at stunning gun two g's that's it for right now at least for me <laughs> it's good everyone should be following you if they're not already uh Aww. you're a very fun person to follow so Thank um you. You too. <laughs> and yeah for our stuff it's the usual uh you could follow me on twitter at maple 87 uh the podcast film feast pod uh you can follow me and the podcast on instagram film feast all one word um and that's it for this time we'll see you next time everybody bye <laughs>